Welcome to the Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. I'm Kevin. I'm Daniel. Oh, I'm Trevor. There we go. <laughs> That's why I do the point. Yeah. Trevor is joining us for the second consecutive week, which is uh, also the first time in history that we've recorded on the same day for two consecutive weeks ever. Since the beginning, yeah. Ever. Right. Well, it's my thirty. Dangerous. It's my thirty-first time on the show. Actually, I'm from the future. I told oh, you that. Shit. Oh, shit. So, how does it go? Mm. So is that that weird warbling I've been hearing in editing that you like phasing in and out? Correct. Oh shit. Yeah, can we not know our futures, nope. Trevor? I would die. But like, do we become like big league style, like Joe Rogan? Uh, I'm gonna say yes to the word big league. And okay. That's all I. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's like leaving out. Yeah, you get big league murdered <laughs> in episode 37, where I pop in and kill you both. <laughs> oh. Oh jeez. Oh, so, how's everybody doing today, first and foremost? Doing all right, man. Ch- chilling on another Coronita. <laughs> We've been working Little through baby Trevor's baby beers, <laughs> and they do the trick for some reason. I, f- I feel things. Yeah. Uh, I feel they're small. They're, they're fresh. Mm-hmm. They're light. Mm. I'm going to tell you, full disclosure, I don't usually like Corona. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I me neither. Like that. It's not my sort of beer, but like this works for me. It's just bearable enough, and it maintains the cold. Well, I feel like yeah, I feel like if a if you're drinking a bigger bottle and you're kind of taking your time, mm. then it gets a little gets warm, warm, and then it tastes yeah. gross. Yeah, this stays like evenly cold throughout. Yeah. And uh, this actually great segue, guys. I wanted to tell you that today's episode sponsored by Coronita Extra for when a big one's too much for the road. Get, get you a, for, for the road. Get you yeah. a small one for your Chico Suave. <laughs> oh, your, no. For the Chico Suave in your life. <laughs> uh, I do want to mention, so this weekend is uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Actually, it's been going on for maybe 14 days at this point. They keep on extending the days, right, on every convention. I haven't paid attention to San Diego Comic-Con mm-hmm. in about five years. Mm-hmm. Really? What happened five years ago that you paid attention yeah. to is, our, is uh, my next question. It's a crowded sweat fest where they just announce movie yeah. and television announcements. Mm. It's true. I, I, part of me is sad that I'm not there because it just is like this media blitz that of pop culture celebration. And the other part is I don't want to experience the severe anxiety of being caught between like three stormtroopers that have been wearing that costume for two days straight. And you can smell it and taste it at the same time. That's not fun. Like I remember when I worked uh, that one year, like fucking like three years ago at this mm. point, four years uh, whenever we, like somebody at the booth would be like, "Hey, I'm gonna go to the bathroom," it would be like, "Cool, man. See you in 45 minutes." <laughs> bathroom could be like 25 yeah, feet yeah. away. Nope. You're like 20 Mandalorians deep at that point. You're gone. Like I feel like at that point you should like put on a fucking safari hat yeah. and like get yourself like a backpack and you know have some some granola bars in there and whatnot. But there were a few interesting things that they've been showing off there. Uh, apparently, there's a new trailer, and this is tangentially video game related a new trailer for uh ready player one directed by mr steven spielberg you've heard of him he directed uh what, what's that one really good movie of his uh, fight club fight yeah, <laughs> that's correct no he did the social network right yeah that's right yes yeah so uh steven spielberg definitely the director of twin peaks uh he, he he's doing this film up the film is based on an ernest klein novel that was um everyone agreed was inoffensive and okay for a first novel yeah just okay but it sold really well which is the surprising thing about it because i want to talk crate yeah <laughs> <laughs> like you read the book right i have two copies <clears throat> because i got one from a friend who was done reading it yeah and i got another one from loot crate when i was still buying into that nonsense so that <laughs> means he hasn't read it yet okay nope so. i actually have not <laughs> i know you could you haven't i sparked two copies i spark noted it i spark noted it but yeah 
I think we talked about it on the show before. The book is like just okay. It it, it feels like um, it has baby's first book syndrome, where it's like you're making some really cliched leaps with every single plot beat there, Ernest. And I it's like I get it. All the references are like really shoehorned too. Like yeah, they're none of them are really like meaningful in any sort of way. Where like you know how some films would be like, hey, we're it may seem like it's a fun goof that we're referencing like this other piece of pop culture, but they find a way to tie it in to make it mean like, oh shit, that is impactful. Mm-hmm. This book doesn't do anything with that. It's just like, hey, you like uh, X wings, right? Yeah, I like an X. Okay, cool. There's an X wing. Oh, neat. Um, there's no real context for what's happening here, but I guess that's enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. It. it the book is literally Lego Dimensions. Actually, I think Lego Dimension says it better. Yes. Yeah. But the trailer looked cool. It does. Had the DeLorean in it. The time-traveling variety. The only one of them? The, <laughs> the only one that's ever existed. It's going around doing, like, Death race shit. Oh, shit. And Tom Sawyer's in the trailer. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Now I'm on a rush kick. You really are. That's why you want the 8-bit version to open this one up, huh? Yes, I do. That That's why I put that in the submission hat, which is a fedora. <laughs> it is. Oh, God. Why don't you guys just have the whole 2112 album as the intro in 8-bit? <laughs> <laughs> Our episodes are hard enough to get through as it is. I like that a lot, actually. Um, <laughs> save from 25. <laughs> Fuck. Do it up big. You just got 20 hours through. long. <laughs> but We go through multiple variations of it. Like, of course. Well, we did 8-bit, but we didn't do 16-bit. Now, did we? <laughs> Just move on. Thirty-two bit. Let's get that sixty-four bit classic on there. Fuck yeah, one hundred and twenty-eight bit <laughs> cover. Now just air horns, <laughs> but it's in four K. Trevor, uh, what have you been up to with uh, your gaming life? Well, I've been I've been uh, streaming a lot of Switch every morning. Okay, uh, I didn't know you could do that. Stream. Uh, I, I stream whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> what? Like Nintendo doesn't come in and go like, "Hey man, we need a few dollars from what you're doing here." Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. They will. I'm gonna fight them. Like a, you'll see a fucking Star Destroyer outside that has Luigi colors on it. I mean, I'd be pretty ecstatic if that was how they did that. <laughs> Maybe I don't understand a lot about corporations or how they operate. <laughs> and they, just, they, just, they just move their skyscrapers sideways and fly them to people's <laughs> homes for cease and desist orders. <laughs> or it's like the, the rejected toy from the movie Big. It's a skyscraper transformer. So basically the Japanese... What a reference. <laughs> yeah, he gets with it sometimes. We go deep. Jeez. <laughs> it fucking walks up, knocks on your door. Like, I want that point five cents that you've made off of this goddamn Splatoon stream. Speaking of Splatoon, yes, speak that just came out. I've been playing the shit out of that. Nice. Yeah, I watched uh, you play some of it the other day. Yeah. We did. It was very confusing and very sloppy looking. I mean, that's the point. What? You're shooting You're shooting a mess you're everywhere. Sh- <laughs> you're just shooting your mess all over the place. So I, I have a few questions, because, like, uh, Dan, you didn't play Splatoon either, right? No. Okay. Neither the first nor this. So we're both, like you know, Splatoon virgins, or, you know, uh, maybe Splatoon potentials. You've been mm-hmm. trying to get us on that on that ship pretty hard. Um, what's going on with, like, the narrative in Splatoon? So what, are the are these, are they kids, or are they squids? And why can they drink paint? <laughs> He's been waiting to ask this question for You just want to ask if they're kids or squids? <laughs> He's been waiting. He's been <laughs> all, that, all that lead up to a meme? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> a meme that was created two years ago? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> That's what you're working with here. Um, so, so, so the, the prime, the prime narrative, if, if that's what we're going with, uh, is this is, this is essentially the yeah. same world we're in, but like, 
tons of years in the future. Okay, so post-apocalyptic squid yeah, kid world. Yeah, and squids have kind of like evolved mm -hmm. um, to these human-squid hybrids, and there's also the octop octarians, is what they're called, which are the octopus people hybrids. Okay. Um, but, like, what all the kids do... Tell me what these kids do. To, uh, to, to have fun yeah. is they compete in turf war games, which is essentially, like... If you were to go play laser tag, hmm. right? So what they do is they have an area, and they just try to cover that entire area with their team's color of ink within a certain amount of time. Okay. Um, and by the end of the time, whoever has the most area covered wins. Okay, so I want to talk more about, like, kind of, like, let's say the, the mechanics or logic of this inkling world. So you said they cover these areas in... An ink? Is it their own ink? Are they producing this ink? Um, from what I saw, yeah. I think kind of. You start off with a certain amount at the beginning <laughs> of the game, and then you just fire it off, and then when you swim in it, it kind of refills your backpack. So I'm actually not entirely sure. It's kind of like the weird, like, Bomberman syndrome, where, mm -hmm. like, does he poop out these bombs, or are they just, do they just materialize? It doesn't matter. Trevor, are you trying to tell me that Nintendo produced a competitive multiplayer game where people are firing their bodily fluids at each other? Potentially? Not people. Squids. Squid... Squid humanoids <laughs> are firing off their bodily fluids at each other in order to claim territory. I mean, for the sake of argument, we can say yes. <laughs> hey, so after this, we're going to go to GameStop, yeah. and I'm going to pick up this game. Cool. Put it in your ink water. I'm pretty Fire sure, away. I'm pretty sure I'm ten times about this because nobody described it in that amount of words in yeah. detail. I feel and like I you wrote the, the bio in the manual. If games yeah. still had manuals, it would be in there. I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, it's good. You should be a Nintendo rep. A wealth of that, knowledge. That would be... I mean, my day job is a salesman, so... <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> True enough. Daniel, what have you been gaming? What have you been doing? Um, been I actually got back into Horizon Zero Dawn the other day, uh, after about, like, four months of putting it down. Okay, cool. I like that you, you know, ignored the biggest game of the year. I didn't. I got it at launch, uh, okay. even though I didn't think I was going to, because I was having really bad, like, open-world syndrome, where I'm like, I've played way too many open-world games since I've owned my PS4. And, and I your life is technically open-world, so that can yeah. get tiring. Yeah, I'm loving yeah. right now throughout this fucking conversation. My charisma's going up as we speak. <laughs> I, so. I don't think that's okay. true at all. well... It's That's happening. not right. <laughs> but I put it down in favor of Breath of the Wild because that came out with... Persuasion like, failed, oh, by the way, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Just one of the men. Fuck. Okay. Um, Good. No, but it's super cool to get back into. Um, it feels like... I, how you say like a video game game like it feels good to have your hands on it the combat's really nice uh being in that world even though like it's like this post-apocalyptic world it has such like a rich lore to it mm -hmm. that like i'm always like intrigued to find out more of and it helps that the characters not even like aloy and like ross the main players but like the npcs really bring like a, a nice life to it that you don't see in a normal like rpg type game like, you come across a character in Skyrim, they're all dead-eyed, they don't really deliver much, but, like, I come across, like, you're, these minute side quests that, like, really, like, flesh out the world for me a lot. It's just weird to me. Like, what? there's kind of a dissonance in my mind talking about this in July. Yeah. 
However, whatever. My thought process was: I gotta play it. I gotta get. I gotta get the third platinum for our household. I feel like we've had this conversation about Horizon already. You you had the same statements to make, and like you just forgot because you put it down for so goddamn long. Comes at me, asks me what I'm playing. I'm sorry. Out of our household, (laughs) uh, there's two platinums for that game. Oh my god! Kind of just chilling in the ether. Yeah. And then there's Baby Boy. <laughs> Baby Boy playing catch-up. Baby Boy is like, well, i got to get my rank up in Overwatch and ignore every other video game. because I'm a Horizon out. Zero soft boy. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I have absolutely no idea what's happening. It's I don't know either, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost track. At Hold on. I want to I yeah. go back to like literally a minute ago go ahead. Uh, where, where, where you said the most important game of the year. The what did, did I say that? You said Horizon Zero Dawn, the most important game of the year. I don't think I said that. I think you did. I think he implanted it in because your mind. because if I did say the most important game of the year, I'd only be referring to one game, and you know what it is. It's Berserk and the Band of the Hawk, Trevor. I think you're being sarcastic right now. No, I don't think game. I know. I love that game. Yeah. Do you actually love that game? Yeah, I haven't played it yet. I, I enjoy that, that game a lot. Actually, actually. <laughs> knowing now your love for the Muso games, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I actually do believe that. Yes, that's why. Like when you show me like Dragon, like what was it? Uh, Sorry, sorry. Uh, Dragon, Dragon Quest Warriors. Dragon Quest Warriors. My interest is legitimately peaked. <laughs> like I'm watching it, I'm like, yo, he's fighting skeletons. There's lots of skeletons. Berserk In has fact, a bunch too. There's skeleton dragons. Get the fuck out so, of here! Yeah. I want to play it so bad, actually. Yeah. I want to play it so it's bad. Good. Okay. It's good stuff. Uh, and then I am genuinely excited for Fire Emblem uh, Warriors, but that's neither here nor tomorrow or today or now. I've got he. Has yeah. some news for us. For once, we're gonna fucking we're gonna switch gears. Yo. Usually, you'll do the news first, yeah. and then I cap it off and do releases. But we're doing this fucking reverse shebang. I mean, to lead into our topic, baby's got to go first. We're gonna, we're gonna switch babies first. Gears? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna open up. A Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah. What was that? <laughs> you don't know that. What we do? <laughs> that was. So you when, make a switch. Pun. That was startling. <laughs> when they do, when they did the the teaser trailer for the switch back in like January, whenever it was, they had that song in it. And then by they, white denim. By white denim, yeah. It's called ha 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 ha. Yeah, it's fucking beautiful. It That's is. amazing. But when they came back and actually did the presentation conference for us and showed us what the switch was about, it came back and I remembered it. And we did an episode where we did a, a similar break as the last one, and I needed a good in between like bridge, and I actually sampled that in there. <laughs> it's so good. It's so fucking good. It's um, amazing. Oh, yeah. shit. It kind sticks of our, with us. Yeah, I was out at um, like a restaurant once. That song came over the speakers, and I fucking sent him a video of it. <laughs> it's true. Show. You really did. No, this is for the out. This is for the world. Any of our save roommates out there, you can start doing the ha 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 yeah anytime you want. I want to get like and a then, and then send us the footage through our social channel. Let's get like a little uh, a patch of us on it, yeah. but it just has like a, a speech bubble that says ha 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 yeah. <laughs> But we're making out, and we're also wearing uh, uh, chains. Okay. I'm sorry. Did you not want to go that far <laughs> no, with that? I'm, I'm going to... I mean, welcome to fan art, so... <laughs> That's true. Somebody's yeah. already doing it as we I'm speak. I'm just being realistic. I think Vargas is catching it up right now. So <laughs> we're going to kick it off with the releases here. Uh, cool. This week, we got Avon Colony. I don't know if you guys know what that is. Nope. comes out July 25th. It's basically Sid Meier in space. Okay, move on. It's like an alien colonization simulator. <laughs> Uh, we got Fallen Legion, <laughs> Flames of Rebellions, Cinnamon Empire for PS4, PS Vita. Okay. Cool. Things come out for the Vita still? Yeah. Well, that one's kind of, you get a bundle, um, you can get them both for 40 bucks, and they actually both have, like, different stories to them, which kind of brings the intrigue up. People would spend 40 bucks to play something on the Vita? Indeed. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
Next one, we got Pyre coming out for PS4, Linux, and PC. Twenty. Bucks. Oh, I didn't like it when I played it. Yeah, you didn't like it. Oh, I didn't. Like I think it. where'd you play it? PSX. Yes, I did. I played a PSX at their uh, booth, okay. and I was like, I love you guys. I love Bash. And then I played that, and I literally slapped the PR guy there. Hmm. It's weird that they're doing drastically different games with like each of their installations. It's weird that you ignore that statement. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I just. <laughs> I have to ignore some of your bolder statements. Okay. Um, so, I don't know. I have some intrigue in it. It's it's weird to have, like, a 3v3 single-player thing going on and then have, like, a, a local multiplayer component to it as well. But if they mm -hmm. can integrate it in the story and it makes sense, then why not? So. I mean, yeah. I, I, if, it, if they change anything from what I played, cool. I might play it, but I... I doubt they've changed anything. So, so what is it? I hear, like, they have little rites of passages that you have to basically go through and that you play this weird, like, local basketball-type game where you Correct. shoot magic and Correct. abilities it's, at each it's, other? It's a competitive game. Okay. And I'm, that's not why I jam on that studio. Bastion was very... Bastion and Transistor were very narrative-driven. And thoughtful. And their gameplay was very cool and... Well, this one's super narrative-driven, too. It's just different in the approach. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I don't want to play a sports game within this fantasy setting. Okay. I know that sounds cool on paper, but like I played it and I was like, no. That's fair. I don't know. I'd be interested in maybe like checking out a stream of it or, or catching it on a price drop. Listen, dog, I don't want to talk about Pyre ever again. Okay, cool. July 28th, and we're moving on. We got Sundered coming out for PS4. We talked about it last week. <laughs> Very excited about that. You still the main character's a horse. No! <laughs> so you mentioned something that I didn't know about Sundered, yeah. that it's uh, procedurally generated. Yes, correct. I, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, and uh, I, I guess, like, the more you play it, the more that becomes, like, apparent. But, yeah, that's that's a really cool fucking fact about hmm. that. Um, I think that it may... I want to see how they play that out, because they're building it as, like, a Metroidvania game. And I want to see how that plays out with, like, hey, not every room's going to be the same thing when you go through it again. Yeah. Or, actually, I it was kind of vague. They could just mean that the enemies are randomized in that way. So I don't too. know. But we'll know next week it comes out. Cool. I'm going to get it. You said get it ahead of time because... On yeah, PSN, it's like $17.99 if you pre-order, but it's like $19.99 when it comes out. Cool, cool. Uh, that was info for you guys out there. Sweet. We also got two games coming out that same day that Trevor might dig on. We got Hey Pikmin coming for the uh, 3DS. Hey, hey. Is you that the, the 28th, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably end up picking that up eventually. Probably not on launch day. But. Okay. I've actually never played a Pikmin game despite like a lot of intrigue towards them. Damn. Hey huh? Pikmin yeah. is very different from the previous installments. Mm. It's a it's a side scroller, mm -hmm. um, actually made by the same team that made one of the Yoshi games on 3DS. Okay, but uh, not the most recent one, not Woolly World. I forgot the name of it. Um, but yeah, the original Pikmin games is kind of like. Do you ever play? Do you ever play the game Overlord? No, no, because okay, basically you're just a dude and you have like an army of other things that you command using either throwing them or like kind of using the stick. Or different commands to make them do certain things. Yeah, I played that one. It was cool. It was cool. Yeah, they're they're very similar in scope. Whereas Overlord is about a head demon running demons. Pikmin is about a tiny spaceman <laughs> running tiny space running, beings running tiny plant people to <laughs> pick up giant pieces of our trash. Hundreds and hundreds of years in the future. Hey, so sidebar question, and I do need the preface, and please don't like laugh at me or anything when I say this, but I'm not into like voring. <laughs> But, like, <laughs> if I saw a little Pikmin man, like, walking on... Because they're supposed to be, like, you know... Bite-size. Bite-size. Yeah. I might pick one up and eat it. Because I want to know. Side note, mm -hmm. do you like Kirby games? Because <laughs> <laughs> I got something for you. <laughs> uh, actually, yeah, I do. So you, you might be a little into Vorin. You, you know? really think so? <laughs> That's an entire game! <laughs> So is any Yoshi game. So every oh my god, that's one of my favorite you things eat to do is people. eat enemies. This is a weird like Tumblr side of things where like you're awakening a kink in this man. 
Yeah, I <laughs> hope that's not the case, but <laughs> at the same time, I knows? wanted to eat a Pikmin. All right. We got two more? Utopia, an mm. epic face-off between good and evil. Uh, that game has the potential, <laughs> mm-hmm. but people like need a, to unlock uh, it. It's supposed to play like a JRPG. Yeah, it's it's essentially, uh, do you know you know about Tomodachi Life? Yeah. So it's like Tomodachi Life where you take the Miis from your 3DS and you put them into a situation, uh, whereas the first one was kind of more, oh, this is like a funny apartment sitcom. Ha ha ha, people are having fun and banging and eating food. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, whereas Miitopia is you grab some of those Miis and you put them in a fantasy world with different classes, and it does have a turn... I believe it's a Mm turn-based combat, but that turn-based combat is amplified by the relationships between the characters. Yeah, I hear there's like a lot of interplay between Yeah, so it's it's still got some of that Tomodachi life interaction between the AIs that kind of comes out randomly and is kind of goofy and silly, and they say some darndest things. Looks cool. Question, is uh, any of these, uh, what do you call them? Me, me, Tomo? Me, Tomo. Me's. Yeah, oh, they're just, they're they're just, just me's. Do any of these me's, say, for instance, run into smaller me's, and do they devour these me's? <laughs> well, there's a class. It's called the Vor class. Is it the Vor class? Yeah. No, really, though. I don't know, because Nintendo <laughs> has a whole game about people shooting bodily fluids at That's each other. That's true. You never know. There's, there's an outlet for these thoughts, yeah. Kevin. Go ahead. What is it's that? It's called fan art. <laughs> I think you need to start. <laughs> I think so, He's too. He's got a lot of wild fantasies. Cool. Uh, last one on list, we got uh, July 29th, <laughs> Dragon Quest Eleven, which is coming out for Nintendo 3DS, oh, PS4, fuck. but not for the Switch. It's still in the works there, apparently. I didn't realize that was coming out so soon. Yep. I missed out on the first ten. You really did. But this one is a callback well, to like, the older style. America missed out on number ten, so... Mm-hmm. Oh. Because that oh. was their MMO that never... Ah. Cross the the great oceans. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, you're sad about it though. I am sad oh, about it. I'm sorry. It's the only MMO I ever wanted. Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> the only one for me. Wow. I, I just wanted to play. Uh, what do you call that one? It's like Black Forest Online or something. Black Desert. That's yep. Close enough. I <laughs> I, I just name dropped the sequel by yeah. accident. <laughs> oh no! Yips. Pick a color. Pick a ge- a geographical location. You got it. Uh, oh. a bl- uh, <laughs> Black Mountain. No, that's more Crimson Canyon. Bl- <sighs> Let's stop. Yeah. Let's keep on going. I like it. Cool. That's the end of the releases there. So yeah. check them out if you care to. If not, whatever. You got next week. So Verde Plains. <laughs> <laughs> the Green Plains. I like that. That's good. <laughs> It's a mix of both worlds. <laughs> and it's just like a bunch of people in a field, and that's the entire game. Yeah. This guy's got some ideas. And it's a relaxing title, too. Yeah. Like, it reminds me of, like, uh, Stardew Valley, almost. It reminds me of, like, A Color of Paint. <laughs> it has, like, three, Finding your three tracks of music. They're all copyright-free music that everyone uses for everything. Okay. And that's all yes. it is. Like, that elevator music shit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't record that because this is like our legitimate venture. That yeah, we're gonna go somebody's gonna steal game. it if anybody listens to this. Yeah. Oh no. Well, I was talking <laughs> about the Verde Plains. Yeah, the game that we're gonna make. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's gonna be a safer Most production. Definitely. Oh, then you need to make all the music. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Each three tracks. All three <laughs> tracks. 
Oops. Uh, and no chat functionality until a month later when we come out with the app and a dongle. Boom. There it is. <laughs> Good transition there. <laughs> so we're going to roll out of our releases. We're going to go straight into some news here. I'm going to kick it off okay. in typical Kevin fashion. Uh, number one. What the fuck does that mean? Okay, go ahead. Numbering it and being do I have to renumber mine because yeah. you, you took yeah. one. Yeah, you're gonna go. You're gonna kick off with number three where I leave I off. I can't do that. You're man. gonna do it. Right. You're gonna relearn your, your whole thing. Uh, number one here, <laughs> Bethesda unleashes hell on earth and makes all Doom season pass content free with six point six six update. To anyone yeah. who paid forty dollars on top of Doom's launch price of sixty dollars, I bet they're angrier than a marine fighting off <laughs> mancubuses and cyber demons on Mars right now. Oh, that was really in a move that has rarely been seen outside of Game of the Year disc, Bethesda came out earlier this week and announced big news. They'd be moving away from their own season pass and unlocking all multiplayer DLC and snap map, snap map features for free. Snap map? Snap map features for free. Well, <laughs> they're unlocking snap map? Snap maps. I kind of like snap map features. Yeah, this is why I don't read news anymore. That, that was my favorite thing. <laughs> so. Because it's Doom and meat. Oh. oh. That's rebranding here. The app we titled 6.66 Update will unleash the Until the Evil, Hella Followed, and Bloodfall multiplayer DLCs, as well as a new robustly arcade mode and all snap mode features. The multiplayer progression system has also been overhauled and tweaked to allow players a little more choice in their leveling and choosing of rune upgrades. The now dubbed Ultimate Edition sits at a pretty little $15. If you're enticed, which you sure as hell should be, Bethesda is offering up the first two campaign missions as well as DLC for free this weekend, starting Thursday, July 20th for Xbox One and PC, and next weekend starting July 27th for PS4 owners. While no official word or grievance rebuttal has been made by the game's director, Marty Stratton, at least you can now fight like hell for the cool price of $15. Yo, why do you gotta call out Marty like that? Because. Why do you, like, why was that, like, a valid, what are you doing? Because I think people want to be addressed and, and, you know, even refunded maybe for this. You're trying to name drop Marty? Yeah, you name drop all the time. You once said you would fucking decapitate Pete Hines and drink his blood. <laughs> I'm never gonna let you live that down. I don't think it went quite like that, yeah. Trevor. What he's saying is not, but there is an element, now that I'm looking back, there is an element of me trying to devour other people <laughs> Comment thread. <laughs> this might be a real thing. I, th- I think. I think. You, I think you guys are finding your your title for the for today's podcast. The Vorecast. The Vorecast. <laughs> the weekly Vorecast. Uh, Actually, no. It's a good segment for like what you're gonna eat this week. Oh no. The weekly Vorecast. We need to fucking backpedal so hard. We right really now. did. So anyway, you were talking about Doom, I think. Yeah. And I, um, I thought that was it was interesting because like within a year of the game, they put all this stuff out. Forty dollars season pass, and then they kind of like step away from it and be like, okay, we're not going to do it anymore. You can have all this content for free. It just seems like a weird move, and I don't know why they went about doing it. What I find interesting is that uh, you said uh, Doom was lame as shit, and you didn't like it at all when you played it. I never said that. I just mm-hmm. said it wasn't Game of the Year material and wasn't as good as people thought it was. I like how they both looked at me <laughs> like, like, for that we're, exchange. We're for the validating like, parental look. Uh, I never said it was lame as shit, though. I thought you... it was cool. I thought it handled really well. I loved the sound design. I just thought the story was kind of meh. And, I don't know. It was it for me. Okay, actually, I have a quote on my phone, because when you said it, I wrote it down. You wrote it down. And I said, hey, He's Daniel, how, how'd you like... His own phone background. <laughs> I'm going to call him on a shit. Uh, <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh, it says right here, Daniel says that Doom was uh, is lame as shit, and also that you're a spicy soft boy. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. A spicy soft boy? You're trying to eat him? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Go away. Trevor just walked away. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, no, that's cool. So they're... So they're 
it's this weird thing where we're seeing a lot of publishers kind of backpedal on this season pass thing. Yeah. When before they were definitely doubling down. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, like look at Titanfall Two. From part one, they said that they just felt like they segmented their audience because suddenly it was like not everyone is getting every DLC release, and so they're thrown in the rooms where you know they're not getting as uh, many good matches and whatnot. Yeah. And then part two was like, fuck the season pass. It's all. Like, any map that we drop is free. There you go. Like, we're trying to keep you in the community. We want to keep this game alive. We're seeing the same with Star Wars Battlefront, mm -hmm. from how Part 1 had the most egregious fucking example of a season pass. It was like 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. To Part 2 says, nah, it's all just going to come out right for you, buddy. Well, that's an instance of them, like, learning from their mistakes mm -hmm. and hearing, like, the fan outcry. But then you see studios do it from the get-go, like with Blizzard, where like Overwatch, like that game reasonably could have had a season pass, but they're like, we're not going to do it. We're going to keep all of our content free, have like a really live system going on here. And if you want to pay for shit in terms of like loot boxes, sure, it'll help keep the game alive. But like, we're not going to force your hand on it. Right. And they. And uh, what? What you got? Just side note on the Blizzard thing, their loot box format is bullshit. Is actually fucked. Yeah, yeah no, it's and not good. totally not an okay thing. No. Mm -hmm. But as far as, like, someone who just wants to play the game mm -hmm. with the characters that are available, so they have all the right tools to be good at the game, yeah. they are offering that just fine for their front price that people paid for, mm -hmm. and that's great. But as far as, like, the aesthetic stuff and the loot boxes, they've, they've fixed a couple things since launch, but, like, for the most part, that's still a pretty fucked system. No, it is. And it's for two people who play it pretty fiercely and have been fucked over by loot boxes, like, I don't know. I they, should they never really get to... duplicates for the third time in a row. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, ever. Sure. It's the like main that... reason I stopped playing that Fire Emblem cell phone game. Yeah. The RNG is garbage. <laughs> right. How many times am I going to get a three-star variant? No one cares what I'm saying right now. Never mind. <laughs> I no, I know. What you, I've actually heard about that too, where people are just like, "Yeah, no, I'm done with this game." But it could have been really good. It could have been. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that's one of Overwatch's biggest flaws. But I don't think they really give a shit because they feel. I think under their understanding is that, hey, this is part of our player retention. Yeah. Is that people want to get these really like cool high end skins, and we have this price barrier of well, to be fair, it's in game mm. currency. We have a price barrier for that, but that's. That's besides the point. It's different. Season, season passes no, and all so, that shit. I mean, we've been burned many different ways. Like, we got the Resident Evil 7 one, and you were saying how, like, that felt very, like, unnecessary, especially for the price point, and, like, a lot of that it's, could have already been in-game. It's a very low perceived value, because yeah. I, I feel like the content they give you, while it is interesting, isn't very meaningful. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you're not playing as the main character, you're not getting extra story, what you're getting is, like, these little scenarios with a character that you already know is dead when you play the main campaign. Yeah, because you play as the cameraman in most of them. It's we knew he was dead since the demo, <laughs> so it's like, sure. what are the real stakes here? But, like, it... And you get, like, one puzzle room for the first DLC, like the room one, mm -hmm. and then we ended up with a, a weird mode that it has a huge barrier of entry mm -hmm. that, what was that, the Ethan must die? Yeah. You, you Which know? is really difficult. A lot, and a lot of it's just reusing uh, assets that are already in the game rather than giving you new content. Yeah. Um, but, like, for 30 bucks, I was yeah. like, no, dude, like, honestly, you could have just sold, like, each piece of DLC for, like, $3. Sure. And I feel like that's probably dead on the money. And we have this mysterious third piece of DLC content that's besides the free content that they fucked up and delayed and have not spoken about uh, for the last, like, four months. <laughs> uh, this third piece of, like, DLC, they're like, yeah, we're working on it. Like, we don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. We don't know. I hate that. I, that I, that's why I hate the season pass where it's like, 
up front they tell you we're gonna give you three pieces of content but we don't need to promise you when it comes out yeah that sucks Bioshock Infinite did that shit well it's I think taking a step back from just specifics Mm -hmm. in general the idea of a season pass is there's a game that isn't completely finished but they found a stopping point that they could then go gold with and sell it but they still have all this other content they want to make and instead of just being like okay we're just going to give it to you over time they're like now we can monetize this uh, Dan is giving me a weird face. But that's not okay. No, 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 it's not. I'm not. That wasn't me defending it. Fifteen, where there's a forty dollar attachment rate for a season pass, and there are parts of that game missing. Yes, and that's not okay. No, that's not okay. Because like a generation ago, PS3, we would get a full game out of the box. Correct. So, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I said. I was just kind of like breaking it down to like their logic behind it. They're like, okay, we have a due date. Let's ship this now to get money. And we'll just, you know, this other shit, uh, we'll sell that too, you know? Because, like, when it, even before a game launches, season passes will get announced, you know? Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. in cases of EA or Ubisoft or, you know, some of the bigger titles that, or some of the bigger companies that, that ship out AAA titles, um, they'll have those for pre-order before the game's even fucking out. Yeah. You know? Um, and that's bullshit. It and, is. And I'm glad to see that trend slowly dying. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm glad to see uh, studios and publishers backpedaling on that idea as being okay because enough of us have said that's not really okay. And I think I I think what they're seeing too, especially in EA's case, is the retention rate is slowly fucking crashing. Yeah. Where for Star Wars, it's like okay, cool, the first two DLC packs did really well, and then nobody gave a shit yeah. or bought the other two. In fact, they're ignoring those two. So maybe this whole and those were some of the cooler ones, like Bestman yeah. and uh, not Bestman, Death Star and uh, the Rogue One one. Right. So maybe these pay gates aren't really working for our model because yeah. we, you know, and I think we're what's going to happen to that. I think there's going to be more of a leniency like Blizzard's doing. To uh, go for microtransactions again, even though yeah. that's that's a curse word in the console that's space. That's weird and alienating. But I think they're going to try to. The I remember when Dead Space Three pulled that. I was like, "What is this?" That was a, one of the worst examples of yeah. it. I uh, think any microtransaction, most pro- microtransactions are bad. Yes, but any microtransaction that is a roulette that isn't regulated in a way that you feel good about every gotcha pond opening you get mm. uh, is done incorrectly. Mm. Um, I think if, if the microtransactions are purely um, aesthetic, then that's fine. But like, that's just my opinion on microtransactions. For the yeah. most part, I don't think microtransactions should exist. Yeah. Um, there are some places for them, but like, it's very few and far between and people, yeah, I, it's just... They're dumb. No, I feel the same way. Absolutely. My final point on it would be, like, if we're going to pay $40 for a pass or an expansion of sorts, I don't want it to be, like, the Final Fantasy XV Syndrome or RE7 where we're paying for, like, bits and pieces of a game that, like, should have already been packed in. Especially, like, when we've had games that have been full experiences prior on, like, other consoles. But I would like to see maybe, like, the Horizon approach where you get a season pass and you're actually paying for, like, a meaty experience or, like... Uh, Uncharted for where they didn't even like I think they did a season pass but they're doing this whole new like entirely different game which feels like an expansion of sorts yeah and I'd rather see that approach where you're actually getting supplemental story and content and it feels worth your dollar I've never had a problem with that idea of, of an expansion pack because that always had like this this kind of weight to the, even the term itself has weight yeah. to it but when you say season pass it's like oh you're gonna give me capes and maybe some guns and maybe once in a while a map 
no, yeah. get the fuck out of here. Like, that's why I like where Horizon is like, no, we have, like, this is an expansion to the Well, experience. unless it's, like, priced properly. The the, mm-hmm. the stigma with, with season passes is that they're always almost as much as the game itself. And right. so you're expecting as much content as the game you already got, and that's never... I don't want to say never. That's hardly been the case. Yeah, I would say it's almost never the case, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And, and that's that's the issue. If, if a season pass was 20 fucking dollars, then... And it's, and it's just extra content over the course of yeah. four months, fine, fine. Uh, yeah, I would, fine. I would say no-brainer. I yeah. think that's no-brainer. You're like, oh, I get some maps, some cool shit, you know, and and and, and, and like a, a, a little story bit that lasts me like five hours. Yeah, that's fine. Right. I'm and okay with that. Especially if the publisher and the studio is disciplined about meeting a release schedule. Because like Resident Evil, like, I hate that, where it's like, oh yeah, the third piece of DLC, it, it could come out in the winter. Mm-hmm. What, what? No. I gave you my money now for that. I kind of want to promise with that. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I'll say about season passes. Cool. And uh, eating people smaller than me. Sweet. Number two here. Hopefully you'll want to eat this frenzy. one up. <laughs> well, this next <laughs> one is actually that game, frenzy. Actually. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, number two, Call of Duty streamers pay tribute to horror icon George Romero. What was felt as a heavy loss this past July 16th comes the passing of George A. Romero at the age of 77. Known for such genre-defining classics as Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Land of the Dead, and more recently, Diary of the Dead, the miser of zombie cinema's corpse-hungry reach has touched not only those in cinema, but music, literature, comics, art, and video games. We wouldn't have The Walking Dead, Call of Duty Zombies, nor have the wave of zombie game and media fever that we had had within the past decade. A guy with such legacy will not be easily forgotten. Now, Call of Duty Zombies has been a staple for the franchise since, I guess, World at War, but it wasn't until Treyarch's Black Ops that the King of Corpse made his way into the mode. As part of this Call of the Dead DLC map, players came together to don the avatars of Sarah Michelle Gellar, Robert England, Danny Trejo, <laughs> and Michael Rooker as up to four players fight off hordes of voracious zombies, leading to a final fight with the director himself. Raising, like many solitary hands from the soil, fans from the gaming community band together in remembrance. What is at times a caustic community, Call of Duty players had nothing but love and respect to show during this time. NGT Zombies paid their respect by putting together an edit of footage from the mode which began with the Call of the Dead intro. Other streamers such as Worf, Crazy Rabbit, and Zombies YouTuber Mr. T. Lexify livestreamed their attempts. Of course. <laughs> Some relishing in taking down the man himself, others avoiding attacking Ramirez at all and allowing him to um, basically tear them apart. For once, the comment sections house nothing short of an outpouring of love for the director to who we owe so much to. Werewolf914 says, At least he lived a long life and passed in his sleep. Rest in peace, George. Thanks for giving us the modern zombies. TV Luvu says, Rest in peace, George. The only film director that can pack a full punch pack dragon off to the face and still come back for more. German Side says, George Romero, the very man who kickstarted the massive zombie franchise we know today. Without this man, we wouldn't have the many masterpieces he gave us, and we may very well not have some of the various other zombie movies and shows, such as 28 Days Later or The Walking Dead without this man. I just hope that the memory of him and his films are not lost throughout the years, and that others that come after and pay respect to his films and show by bringing back the very essence of that in zombies. That is George A. Romero zombies. So, uh, I just want to note that uh, in a short message about zombies you mentioned 28 days later yeah. and i appreciate that yeah. well that was actually like one of the youtubers that wasn't me well i still appreciate it what we got because i hate defending the fact that those are fucking zombies yeah <laughs> <laughs> they are a flavor of zombies yeah. they, and they are. the Zombie entire world. film is based and rooted and influenced by the zombie genre mm-hmm. simple as that you know without george 28 days later wouldn't exist actually more more to my heart uh, Resident Evil 
wouldn't exist without George Romero. I mean, that was a huge inspiration. And, and here's a fun fact for you guys. Yeah. He actually directed, in Japan, he directed live-action um, uh, commercials for Resident Evil 2. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know yeah, that. No, you can find That's him on awesome. YouTube. Like, he casted it and did it, and, like, they're just really short things, but it was, like, it was George Romero directed these. <laughs> and that actually led to that relationship with Capcom where he wrote a uh, feature-length script for the first Resident Evil story, or adapted the mansion incident, and he changed around a lot of shit, to be honest with you, but it was pretty stellar and probably a lot better than what we actually got. Uh, so, uh, you know, much respect to that guy. I mean, I I'm going to hunt that down and read that. Yeah, yeah, you can. It's online. Sounds super dope. For sure it's online. Yeah. Uh, they changed a few things where, like, Chris Redfield isn't with stars, I believe, and he's more of, like just kind of lives in Raccoon to, like, be a hunter and all his shit. Part of Force 1. Yeah, I could be wrong about that, but I know that a few of the characters in the game uh, definitely die. Barry dies in the script. I think That's they, fair. I think they fold some characters into each other, but, like, yeah. Uh, oh, and Chris and Jill, uh, to make shippers happy, are definitely in a relationship. Hmm. A sexual relationship. Oh. So, fantastic all In the around. save room. In the same, <laughs> <laughs> it's a swanky theme of this. But I, I did, I give credit to that original script because even though George, I think, just had like maybe a little bit of uh, knowledge about video games, he was respectful of the source material. Where there was like hunters, there was the zombies, the tyrant was like the main enemy at the end of it. But yeah, I grew up watching this the this guy's movies. Uh, Dawn of the Dead being like one of my absolute favorites. Um, seriously influential, and it's. It's. I think it's sad. Like towards the end of his career, he didn't get as much, I guess, respect as he should have. I remember there being a quote, like maybe a few months back, where he was just like, uh, "Shit, like The Walking Dead is kind of like killed, like me doing anything." You yeah. Know, of having this kind of heady, uh, very kind of social commentary uh, within his films, where they're just like they want the popcorn shit. You know. He's, oh, he actually called out World War Z. He was like, "People want that bullshit instead of what I'm trying to do." Yeah. And even though World War Z wouldn't exist without him. That movie was garbage. Yeah. It was garbage. I would say that's more popcorn it. shit than The Walking Dead, though. I feel like that, I would say that yeah, yeah, that's true. has more heart to it and, and story to tell. That's true. Which, and that definitely, you know, it pays homage to his work and that wouldn't exist without no, him. No, I, so. I think World War Z is one that he called out more yeah, so for than sure. The Walking Dead. But, like, he, he had difficulties trying to get any one of his projects uh, made after the fact. Which sucks. That's really unfortunate. <clears throat> dude was definitely a visionary, man. He directed Creep Show. Do you remember Creep Show with. With um, Stephen King wrote most of the stories in that. You haven't seen Creepshow? I've never actually. seen Creepshow. Don't you have it? Damn, dude. It's on Netflix. Okay. I don't have anything. I don't own anything. <laughs> These clothes are borrowed, Daniel. Borrowed. Yeah. Can I have got my clothes back tomorrow, by the way? No. They're snug. <laughs> <laughs> are you, uh, Trevor, are you a fan of uh, the George A? George A. Romero at all? Have you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen one of his movies, but I... I, I watched a lot growing up me too just uh i'm also not a huge fan of gore so it was i was one of those guys who like when when shit was going down Did i'd be gore? like no gore <laughs> oh okay gore. Gotcha. definitely gore uh your nipples perky <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh no right you know i'd like look away or just be like oh my game boy what when when the shit was going down you know so yeah night i mean I was probably, always really into it. I'd probably appreciate it more now if I yeah. just sat down and watched them. Yeah, I want to definitely like watch uh, Dawn of the Dead again. I haven't seen that in quite some time, mm-hmm. and I always make it a point to like revisit that film in different stages of my life because mm-hmm. I, I like doing that with movies where it's like, a, especially ones that I was like really influential when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and that was definitely one where I was like 
12, 13, 14 watching it, like, all the goddamn time, you know? Uh, <clears throat> he will definitely be missed. I was seriously bummed when I heard this news, but I'm glad that we got as much out of him throughout his career as we, were able as to, we yeah. did, yeah. and that he got to live a pretty long life. And Yeah, 77 is not a bad age to, to go out, especially no. with such a legacy. It's so funny that how he started, like, he was filming Mr. Rogers episodes, and he actually took that crew to film Night of the Living Dead. Like, that was, like, what they would do after... Oh, shit. After they would film Mr. Rogers. That's interesting. Yeah. That's that's where you got to start. Mm. Damn. I'm a bit of a poser. I've only actually seen, like, one of his movies, but, like, I definitely feel his influence <clears throat> in most of all the modern media that I hey, like. Hey, um, so. can you... Can you pl- I just want to have hope and faith in you. Can you please tell me that it wasn't just Land of the Dead that you've ever seen from him? No, it was just the original Dawn of the Dead. Oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, but I've seen shots and, like, stills from, like, his other movies, and, like, it's impressive, like, the cinematography and, like, things that he kind of put in place. And I was interested in checking out Diary of the Dead because I wanted to see that sort of, like... Almost... I'll admit that one's just okay. Yeah, I wanted to see sort of, like, a handheld, like, uh, found footage type zombie movie from him. <clears throat> and I know he was probably just trying to cash in on what other people were doing, but... Oh, yeah, that's a good way to talk about the dead on no. air. <laughs> He's just trying to cash in on his shit, Well, I huh? mean, you're trying to keep up with the times and, and keep it relevant. That's what a lot of people were doing. Like, no, I think he, he definitely recognized where it's like, so. that's where the trend is right now. I'm going to have to go ahead and make my own take on that. But his take was really cool. He even did, like, a, a, a Western uh, kind of version, too. That, that was, like, after Diary of the Dead. That's that neat. was cool. But good man. Yeah. You're neat. Very cool. I'm well, not neat. Oh. Well, that's all I've got, Vorboy. What do you? What have you got for me? We've got some news. You ate into my time uh, significantly, <laughs> so I can't even talk about how. Uh, and that's the show, guys. There we go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and then and this has been the Vorcast. <laughs> Gulp. Fucking hate it. I hate it so much. God damn it. God. I was a drink when you said that. <laughs> it's uh, like you're my sound effects man. <laughs> First of all, I do want to point out because it's something that happened today. Uh, Niantic had some sort of shindig for Pokemon Go in in uh, Chicago today, like a big old, like a Pokemon Go fest. And apparently, the game wasn't working for the majority of the audience that was there. So when like the head of Niantic took the stage, they booed him and kept on chanting, "Fix the game." Yep. Which we I can't gotta, play. I gotta say, I don't know how much they paid to be at that festival, but I will say how much they paid for uh, the game, which was nothing. You. Well, fucking babies there was a follow-up to that article where i guess um they had paid up to a hundred dollars for admission and because of all the outcry and rebellion that like people were demanding refunds and the guy who was running the event is actually like yeah we'll give everybody full refunds it'll be fine so is this like a mini fire festival is that what happened no 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 no. fucking weird that was ridiculous you're ridiculous ridiculously handsome so i got uh i got some (laughs) news here trevor what's that news buddy well, what is this, number three now? Yeah. Son of a bitch? Number three. Okay, number three. Still number one in my heart. Uh, if you happen to like a little Nintendo in your mouth, I've got some good news. Wait, I didn't... I'm sorry. I, I read that wrong. If you happen to like a little Nintendo in your life, <laughs> not your mouth, and I do mean little, I have some good news. Nintendo has recently filed tr- a trademark... Oh, no, read that all wrong. Nintendo has recently filed trademark applications relating to a number of their classic game controllers, including the Nintendo 64's Plastic Trident. That's what we call it, right? The Plastic Trident? Yep. Good. Internet sleuths were quick to point out that a line drawing for the SNES class... Or uh, Nintendo... 
Fuck me. <laughs> There's so many acronyms in this fucking article. Internet slips were quick to point out that a line drawing for the SNES controller within these documents matches the same rendering on the SNES Classic box. If you apply that same Mario's Missing Logic to the Nintendo 64 controller drawing, signs point to a mini second coming for everyone's favorite 64-bit console. Considering how all 103 units of the NES Classic sold in a millisecond, and people are already hunting down pre-orders for the SNES Classic like it's their full-time job, it should be no surprise that Nintendo wants to keep this barrel train a-rolling. Hmm. What do you think of this mini... What do you want to call it? This mini renaissance that they're doing with their older technology. It's weird. I, I was really excited by the idea of the SNES because I actually never owned one, so I mm -hmm. thought that'd be cool to house like as many games as I could on that little thing. And for sixty bucks, it seemed fair. N sixty four one. <laughs> I still have my N sixty four. Well, actually, the so uh, the bad. mini SNES is eighty bucks. Is it eighty bucks? It's even eighty slow. bucks. And then for the N sixty four, like I still have mine. Trevor still has his, so it's like I don't. I'm not excited by the prospect there. It's okay. I have eight controllers for my. Fucking N64. Holy <laughs> shit, he says with the dentist look on his face. Were hands. you counting over there? Is also, do you have any of the I never thought about it as a trident. It's a trident. A controller. Yeah. I actually That's have one mounted in my room on a stick. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's it. Do you do? Yeah. That's how I call forth my fucking Hellions from a. Uh, okay. That's awesome. No, that is awesome if yeah. you actually had that, but if you're lying to me, if you're being a liar boy. Yeah. We're, we're gonna, gonna raid your room and well, find it. The liar first fires. Am I sweating? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sweating a little bit. <laughs> Typically sweating. So here's a weird thing for me, which is I happen to own a brand new Nintendo console that's capable of uh, having games that I can download directly onto it. And uh, currently, none of those are Nintendo 64 games. And I'm just kind of like, so let's break out the math here. Let's say they sell this some bitch for $80 mm. and they put 20 games on it. Well, if they charge, let's say, nine ninety nine for each of those games and put it on an online marketplace, like, let's say, Virtual Console, well, you might have $200 right there. Now, I'm not saying everyone's going to buy every single game that comes out, and I guess that's the guarantee you get when you get these mini consoles where it's like, well, they have to pay 80 bucks mm -hmm. rather than, you know, pick three games they like and give us $30. I can, I can consider that, but at the same time, options help, and I think that kind of adds value to this other $300 console that you really want people to get. That's true. I, it's it's a missed opportunity for me because it's like other systems had the virtual console. I could play in 64 games on my Wii. Like, mm -hmm. I don't see why I can't go ahead and venture forth to do it with this, especially because, like, you're trying to add more value principle to it down the line. Um, I, I guess they're speaking to people's, like, nostalgia craze, essentially, where people love owning those old systems, they love having the controller in their hand. It's a different experience, but like for people like us who invested the time and, and want in a new console and expected that feature kind of out of box, or at least down the line, like it's kind of disappointing. Yeah, I kind of sort of yeah. expected some sort of continuity with Virtual Console, and they say, like, yeah, it's coming, but like, I, I would really have liked that to be a packed-in feature right when I buy my, my Switch. Mm -hmm. And I'm just kind of like, well, why, why do we have to wait for that? Why is that so difficult to make happen when you've made it happen on Wii U and the original Wii? Yep. So, but I guess, yeah, let's condense these products that everyone wants into a cute gimmick and make people line up out the fucking door for it. I, yeah, I guess that if I was a business person, I'd want to go that way, too. I wonder know. how much of this is like Nintendo like marketing reps being like, okay, this is a better way to push like your product. Like, 
Switch, people don't really get it, maybe. And it's, it's, it's not hitting the numbers, and we're not hitting the stocks warp. But maybe these things, these will sell, and this will help you fund, and we'll get our revenue back. And maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a push from a different direction. I don't think there's any struggle with, like, <sighs> having people want to get the Switch. So I, I just, it's just interesting they're going through this avenue, because I feel like it maybe should have been a one-and-done with the NES Classic. But we're talking to the Nintendo expert in front of us. And he's oh, been I was, was going to wait till you guys are done. He's been yeah, quiet because sure. he's just like, let these fools have their say. Where, so, where so are you at? I obviously don't work for Nintendo, so I can't speak on their behalf. But what I understand from, from, from a business perspective is, and, and being a part of the industry since I was a wee lad, mm-hmm. basically, um, is there are a such thing as different departments <laughs> within a company. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. Um, the department working on the Switch and the software for the Switch and the licensing for the Switch and marketing for the Switch could very likely and more than likely is a completely different department than the people working on these external one-and-done plug-and-play yeah. mm-hmm. consoles. I mean, obviously, there's going to be some crossover with licensing and and approvals and shit like that. But as far as like, first of all, I just want to say the whole bullshit response that Reggie gave about resources is garbage. Like, oh, we need to put our resources elsewhere. That's why NES Classic isn't being redone. That's bullshit. That's complete bullshit. They have money. Um, but 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 the 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 thing I'm seeing here is like like a lot of people are saying why are they focusing on the SNES Classic and N64 Classic when we don't even have a virtual console yet? It's two different hmm. teams working on two different things at two different speeds. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a similar thing with and I'm gonna kind of go into my own my own life a little bit here. Same thing with the restaurant I work for. We effectively have four different kitchens. You know, if you order. A sushi roll, a chicken karage, a omakase of sushi, which is just, you know, the nigiri, fish over rice. Oh, okay. And you confused me for a second. And a fried roll. Uh-huh. All four of those are being made by four different teams of people at different speeds who might be backed up by a 20 top who ordered 40 fried rolls right before that one. So they're going to get those other three things before they get that fried roll, you know? And and a comp and, and, and a company working on products that are going to be released isn't much different. So I understand the strife. I understand people being like, "Well, I'm not going to buy this product because I want the virtual console." But I also understand the strife of like, "Well, if this is a deal, I want it available to me," which it's not going to be. If the NES, if they're going to repeat history with the with the NES Classic going into the SNES Classic and even the N64 Classic, uh, it, it's it's going to be limited quantities and it's not going to be readily available. People like me are going to find a way to get them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that, that's... I'm going to find a friend, uh, a connection, I'm going to end up getting mine. But, but, like, to the common consumer, going to your local Best Buy or GameStop and expecting one to be there isn't going to happen. You know, especially if you go in day of or day after you know it what i what i think they need to focus on is what their product means to people and meeting that demand because that demand is strong for both the nest classic and the switch 
no matter who you look at. And it's kind of weird that they went to that move in the first place. Then when the NES Classic was announced, I think they were trying to capitalize on the whole thing that Sega was doing it with their with their uh, their Genesis one that mm-hmm. was hugely successful for what it was. It had I think 25, 30 games on it. Mm-hmm. I don't actually have it when I should. I'm a huge fan of Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, I won't hold it against you. But I think they were just trying to capitalize on that on their own without a third party wanting to cash in on it before them. Because, fuck, I remember I was in middle school and I went to watch the Ghost in the Shell movie at a theater at a mall. And there was just a stand selling a bootleg NES with like a hundred NES games on it. You know? So those have been selling for a long time. And I think this was Nintendo's idea of, of being like, no, no, this is the official one. We're, we're, we're just doing it. Here it is. The fact that they didn't do meet demand is kind of silly. But, ultimately, I'm kind of going off track. Ultimately, it's two different departments working mm-hmm. on two different things. And I think people yelling at one because the other one's not out yet is the wrong way to go, is the wrong mentality to have. Um, we do know the virtual console is coming in some capacity. We do know once they launch their paid, uh, the, the Switch's paid online features, we're going to be getting free classic games every month. Um, the details on that are still fuzzy. Probably they're still trying to figure out a way to make it work where people aren't going to bitch and moan about it. Uh, they're probably not going to be good enough because it's popular to hate on Nintendo right now. But it is happening, and I think with the NES Classic and its popularity, they wanted to keep going with that, and that's why the SNES is coming out. That's why the N64 is coming out. And that's, again, a whole different branch. That doesn't mean the virtual console is not coming out. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. It does. I think that's probably absolutely what it is. Yes. I think for uh, the layperson, that's just like, I like Nintendo. Nintendo says they're doing this. And when you say Nintendo, that only means one thing to me. Yes. I think that's a difficult to comprehend. Like, well, what, why are you doing that versus this? Why why are you putting more value into this? And also, why aren't you meeting demand on your, your shit? Right. And that's, I, in my opinion, that is Nintendo's biggest fault mm-hmm. uh, entirely over the last handful of years. Going back all the way back to even the, the Game Boy Advance SP when they came out with the new one with the properly lit back screen. That was the hardest fucking thing to find day one. I remember. So, at that point, there's two scenarios, and both are not good. One, Nintendo's trying to create artificial demand for their products. I don't know if they're doing that on purpose. Two, but they're they incompetent. That might actually be it, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Because we're talking about a company in Japan that has an American proxy that only has so much power. Right. And that's the unfortunate part. It's like it's like the Nintendo of America. They they deal with a lot of testing. They deal with a lot of uh, localization and marketing for America. But there's only so much they can do when Papa Japan Nintendo is saying, "No, we're not spending that money on you." Yeah, I've run. And that's the issue is that disconnect because I feel like the the Japanese headquarters doesn't either doesn't understand or doesn't want to understand Correct. the American market when they really should ought to is, is is the issue. 
Uh, and that's that weird disconnect of having two headquarters kind of not having that communication properly, which I happen to know a lot about. I actually have management to know, uh, not yeah. having good communication. I happen to know a lot about that too. In yeah. fact, and I've learned that from several companies. Not to call out anybody, but no, I will. Square Enix being one of the worst. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, when you like, uh, for instance, I used to work in uh, merchandising essentially, and Square Enix was one of the worst because you would go up to them and be like, "Hey guys, let's say here's a scenario." Uh, and it's okay for me to say because I never signed an NDA with my company. Uh, is <laughs> like, hey guys, we want to make stuff for this IP, this IP, this IP. And if I happen to name any Japanese IP, they go, ha ha ha, let's talk about the things that I can talk about. Because ultimately, there is that disconnect where Japan has their deals set already, Japan has the way that they want to operate. And Japan, you got to understand a lot of what. They have a kind of, I don't want to say an old mentality, but they do have one that is kind of uh, time-tested that they want to abide well, by. Well, it works for where they are, and where they are is where they live. Correct. And where they live is where they need to comply with their government standards, their economic standards. And so their focus mm -hmm. on their own country isn't wrong. No. Sure. But when they have a large market in a different country negligence on that economy is not a good thing either. So... Because we're a huge part of their market. We're, we are. We are. Yeah. I mean, no. Japan Japan selling to Japan is still quite large. Yeah. Uh, and and I don't I don't know that, that any kind of sales that happen overseas on our end are, are going to change their mentality unless it's something crazy drastic, which I don't think has ever been done. Um, but well, you even I lost my train of thought. You look at the sales numbers <laughs> uh, versus, like, you know, American sales versus North American sales, even versus like Japanese sales, and like, yeah. our numbers are higher. Yes. So there's there needs to be some attention paid to that, and I know they're like tapping into the American market because they're you know keeping up with trends, doing this and that. Right. Just like I feel like the the attitude and attention needs to be a little sharper. Right. Like, maybe they need an American correspondent. They need somebody like relaying with the other team. Well, that's what that's. That's what Nintendo of America is supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, of yeah. course. And honestly, honestly, if you look back over their, their moves in the last ten or so years, things have gotten better. Yeah. It's Office just, Reggie. right now, the, the, the biggest issue is meeting demand for America because it's such a huge population that is becoming more aware of the video game industry and becoming yeah. more aware of what they want that sure. they don't quite realize that magnitude. This and is no longer like a niche consumer thing. It's like a big like everybody has a system in their house. Sort Especially of thing, when you so. make something fucking portable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Like so the Switch is st still on a better launch than the Wii U. Oh yeah. yeah but sure. but the the demand is still not being met and I don't think they, they were they, they gambled a little bit more on it than they did with the Wii U but they were still holding back because they didn't want another Wii U situation. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I realize that's a defense and it's still not correct uh, but I'm hoping that come holiday season, everyone that wants a Switch will be able to go to the store and just buy one. And that's how they should be thinking from a marketing perspective. Hopefully. I mean, at that point, I think projected sales for the end of the year was supposed to be like 5 million, and they're sitting around like 2.5 now. So if like they could double launch sales by then, that'd be cool. But you mm -hmm. know, they need to have a second good, like second year plan for the system. Well, they need to make the systems available. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, first things first, yeah. for sure. I mean, I, you would have that hope, but at the same time, if uh -huh. I were Nintendo, uh, if you uh, were to 
put an entire corporate entity that's been around for 100 years into one person, me, Kevin, and if I were Nintendo, I'd probably make the same gamble where it was like, I'm going to try to market the system as much as possible and be as clear as what the fuck it is and not call it the Wii 2, 3, or whatever the fuck mm -hmm. it is. And it is a Switch. But at the same time, hey, last time didn't go so well. Yeah. Ultimately, you can't... <laughs> You can't predict what's going to happen. You yep. can have projections. You can have people that you can have analysts that say, "Hey, this might happen for you, and this might go this way." But reality is still going to come, and reality is going to dictate what's actually going to happen. And then I would just got a warehouse back. full of shirts. Yep, a warehouse full of shirts, a warehouse full of plastic. So we will go back to Nintendo. Don't do the. Don't you're not a producer. Don't do that. He's. he's I am he's, actually the he's producer. He's doing his circular <laughs> finger I'm thing. Actually the producer. He's coming at me. He's telling me to wrap it up. You're the guys. That, I I gave this I got, to I went, you. I went on a long Nintendo rant. That's right. Was good. Coming at me with it. Anyway, number two. He's doing it again. Number two. <laughs> Wait, my number two. Because now it's number four. <laughs> Number four, Capcom brought their crossover combination, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, to San Diego Comic-Con this weekend, revealing a total of four new combatants. The Punisher and Daredevil from the Marvel front, while Capcom's blank of Street Fighter fame and Leon S. Kennedy of Resident Evil infamy are not in the fucking game. Instead, Capcom decided to make a big stink announcing four characters directly ripped from Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. We've got the mustache mayor from Final Fight, Hagar, right? Hagar. I'm looking at you like you're the authority on Hagar. Final Fight. I am the authority, but I'm not going to correct you. Hagar, <laughs> Dead Rising's jerk journalist Frank West, Resident Evil 3's subtitle, Nemesis, and the mansomest spider ever, Spider-Man. Where's Amos Ross? for the game. Uh, nowhere. Nowhere yet. Then Capcom can fuck off. <laughs> so she didn't I play it very well. I wanna. I, I don't think any single one of us in this room are big fighting game guys. No. Absolutely no. not. But I do have a respect and kind of love for the versus series dating back to like Street Fighter versus X Men. Mm -hmm. I like Capcom fighting games. I like the way they feel. And while I'll never get good or even well, t definitely not great maybe okay is what I can hope for. I always have an interest in these games and their rosters, and I think, especially with Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, between when 3 came out and what has happened in the Marvel Universe alone, you could have had such an interesting game that was like, yo, here's Jessica Jones, here's Luke Cage, mm -hmm. here's uh, Daredevil, here's these characters that have been populating this other sphere that are suddenly in the mainstream that we can play with Alternatively, let's look at the comics again. Licensing. That's all it is. Licensing. licensing and rights, for sure. But they have the licensing. Not necessarily. What no. makes these... Well, well, I know with the Fox dynamic, yeah, that's a lot different. That is a lot different, well, in it, but at the same time... You, you gotta think about this. You got Marvel, mm -hmm. you got Disney, you got Netflix, mm -hmm. and then you also have the actors. Correct. Those are all permissions you need before it gets to... Someone well, who's going to start designing a character for a fighting game. That's wait, if wait, you wait, even wait. use the likeness. You can use the original character. Correct. Like, you just, can, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. like, like, those are all things that it's going to have to pass through no matter what. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm identifying just by name, not necessarily like, hey, we're going to make it look exactly like Jessica Jones from the TV series. But those are licenses that are tied up. Yeah, they're licenses that are tied up. But are they? If you have the right to work with Marvel and the Marvel license. You're saying they're not permitted to use Jessica Jones or Iron Fist or anything? Not necessarily. Characters? Really? Because then you also got the you also got the writers and mm -hmm. the artists for the comic books themselves that, that you have created. To consider. 
not necessarily created, even the ones that yeah. are actively working on it right now. Like, like, hmm. like, there's so much involved in it. The only reason I know this is because I play this silly tabletop game called uh, Heroclix, and there are pieces that we still don't have because of these stupid licensing conflicts, mm. because it's so split up all over the goddamn place that it's impossible to get some characters. Unfathomable. It is. It is. It really is. I'm not <laughs> like, going to pretend. To, I'm yeah. not going to pretend to know the exact situation yeah. behind this. 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 Capcom versus Marvel. Right. Infinite. Well, first of all, we didn't think the game was going to happen to begin with because there was a time where Marvel 3 got pulled off of digital marketplaces. Like, they they lost the rights to continue distributing that. And, but I just, as a fan, let's say, let's let's take the licensing away because, again, this is another situation where we're getting into corporate policy and rights are affecting the final product. If you were to have just, like, the ultimate fan cast of what you would want to see from Marvel vs. Capcom... This new one's not hitting it. No, like it's it's going for the obvious ones, and then worse when it's getting for the less obvious. It's going for shit that they've already done in the last game, and it's just like, well, what the fuck? It even it looks a little worse in the last game, but yeah. it, it's pre- primarily it looks to be the same fighting engine that they already did. Yeah. and I'm just like, so why are we making this? What is this? Is this gonna do well? I played the demo. Did you play the demo for that? Yeah. It wasn't very good. Nope. It the tone is completely off. There is this schism between these both both of these universes, you know, where they haven't found a way to really make it work, and that's what made one and two uh, passable, even three to an extent. They didn't go for the story mode thing. They're just like, nope, these are just characters wasn't, hitting each other. Did wasn't three like something to do with like Sigma and it? Uh, someone else. This one's just, about Sigma. Yeah, oh, this Sigma is the one that's about Sigma. This one's about Sigma. Yeah. Oh, Sigma so, and Ultron. Ultron become. Ultron Sigma. That's so dumb. Dumb. Yeah, dumb. <laughs> we talked about it like two episodes ago. Yeah, we, we did. Were really distasteful about the whole thing. Uh, yeah, we were. <laughs> we we're typically distasteful about everything. Yeah. I just, I'm not liking the way this game is shaping up. It doesn't look very good. It doesn't have enough flair. It has less flair than the last game. So- that came out. Solution. Yes. Don't buy it. Tatsunoko versus Capcom. There we HD go. Again. Remake. Yeah. There we go again. And then all of our problems are solved. Who's Add a problems? couple new characters. Whose problems? Uh, people who enjoy fun fighting games with cool <laughs> characters, like the Tetsunoko crew. I think we're, we're, we're still at that realm of, yeah, we might get a good game, but no one's going to fucking play it. I mean, I'll play it. I know you'll play it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. Like, okay. I would almost forgive them that they literally didn't announce four characters that were already in the last game and then show a trailer where it's literally the same moves ripped off from part three. That's gross, man. Yeah, it's a weird asset flip, but it's an ugly asset flip. <laughs> like, where you have a studio like NetherRealm that can make an entirely different game between Mortal Kombat, well, I guess you can call it 9, and mm-hmm. then what they did with yeah, uh, 10? Yeah. Shit! I mean, there was only like a three-year difference between those two games, maybe like three, four. Yes. But it feels like a different product. It doesn't feel like anything's reused. So the verdict is Infinite feels like the same game, but worse. Yeah, and I'm sure it's got a lot of the same shoddiness borrowed from Street Fighter Five, like probably a really uh, haphazard like yeah. minute story that like just doesn't pan out or reward no I wasn't exactly crying for a story I was crying for more of a reason to repeat the yeah. game and play the game through like I think uh, Injustice 2 had a perfect 
solution to that, which is like, hey, we have these gear sets in the game that change not only your character's appearance, but how they play and what moves they have access to, mm -hmm. while while still striking a balance of like, hey, this isn't unfair if I wanted to go online with this. Yeah. Like, it doesn't give you that much of an edge over the competition. It's just kind of like, hey, look at me, my Green Lantern has a cool fucking helmet. And, oh, by the way, I can do this uppercut that you can. Mm -hmm. Like, that's that would be a cool thing to have uh, Capcom adopt in the for some reason, they're just not paying attention to other games in the fighting game scene. I, I don't feel know like why. NetherRealm and Capcom are wearing like two different types of hats in the situation where like NetherRealm is kind of really like into the fighting scene and like what players kind of want. And Capcom, maybe it's that Japanese bubble where they're still kind of doing like their own thing and catering to that audience. But yeah, I would say I it's, it's. But it also might be theme. just weird with the characters and all. That's probably like that's true. I, I, I don't. Like, a lot of I, heights. I don't doubt that that's an absolute nightmare yeah. to manage those characters. I mean, either way, Ultimate. Marvel vs. Capcom 3 just came out, what, like, less than a year ago? Yeah. It was like and then it came out with this? They, they re Like, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite literally just seems like a cash grab to me. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that they just grabbed whatever f characters they could for it. Yeah. That's that's all it seems like to me. That seems right. And then it has this really expensive special edition, but it has a big old Mega Man statue. Fuck. Why'd you tell me that? It does. It has the... Why did you fucking tell me it that? It has the <laughs> Infinity Stones, and then it has a, a oh, Chun-Li, wow. a Mega Man... And then what is it? Iron Man and uh, Captain Marvel. They they have like these attachable statues that come with the edition. You need to stop talking. It's yeah. like two hundred bucks. Your wedding is whistle. You need to stop. You need to shut yeah. the fuck up right now. <laughs> yeah, did, did you want? Oh, I'm sorry. It's Mega Man X. I don't know if that deters you at all. Mega Man X is my favorite game of all time. Well, it looks like you're getting this fucking game. I'm sorry, Trevor. I'm sorry. We can move on from it. We don't yeah, have to think about it. The, the role. We're gonna move on. He's from doing it. the finger thing. Can you stop doing the roll? Little did the, you know. The man's gotta get to work. Okay, that's true. <laughs> anyway, this last one's a long and but a good. No, we're fine. We're fine. This one's gonna make you a little mad, maybe. Maybe. Like directly, you is gonna make mad. Okay. I mean, this is our are, what, we, are, we start, are we start bitching about Switch again? No, no. It's 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 the a Switch bitch. The Switch new, bitch. New podcast. There we switch go. Bitch. We're just a bunch of Switch bitches. Anyway. I think we've said that before on the podcast. We have, yeah. Anywho, fellas. Callback. Well, because we talk about Sony ponies and we're like, what are we for, like, in a Nintendo and the Switch? We're like, I guess Switch bitches. That's what it was. I'm having flashbacks yeah. now. No, we're Nintendros, so. Nintendros. Amiibros. Amiibros. Fellas, I've got a hot take for you. Okay. So I want you to keep your Coronitas at the ready. And, uh, they're all empty. Yeah. And there are no more. All eight of them. I okay. had four on my own. Jesus. Well, uh, hopefully this works out for you anyway. In an interview with the site Gaming Bolt last year, industry analyst Michael Packattack Pactor mm -hmm. stated that Japanese games are irrelevant to the larger market. A year later, however, we've seen titles like Nier Automata, Yakuza 0, Neo, and Persona 5 earn huge praise and take up just about every other headline in the months of their release. Gaming Bolt followed up with Packy to see if he still felt the same. His quote, Yes, Japanese <laughs> games don't matter in the larger scheme of things. You're talking about 2 million units. I mean, a piece of crap like Mafia 3 sold 5 million units, and that game is a piece of crap. So no, 2 million units is a rounding error. That doesn't matter. No one is making money off of that. I've got more kids. While he doesn't, hold on. No, this yeah. per this guy has been irrelevant for a decade. <laughs> Why are we talking about him? You're the one that's irrelevant. 
No, why the fuck are we talking about it? There's a little bit more. I okay. like this. All right. While he does admit to having enjoyed Persona 5, he believes its impact was minimal. His quote, Persona 5 was really, seriously, the first Japanese game that I liked in years outside of Kojima and Nintendo stuff. But no, I don't think it matters. There's going to be the occasional Final Fantasy that will sell like 8 or 10 or 20 million games, but the Japanese games that ultimately work are games like Metal Gear, the ones that have a Western appeal to them. Those are the ones that have mass appeal. The ones that have Japanese appeal don't have mass appeal. And they don't translate well to other cultures. Again, there's more. Hang on. Now, uh, guys, uh, Trevor, this may surprise you, but Nintendo, as it turns out, is a Japanese company. Yes. Okay? But Pachycephalosaurus thinks that Nintendo is the exception that proves the rule. His quote. So Nintendo is a completely different company. They are the closest thing to Disney Japan has. Everything they do is completely different from everything everyone else does. The rules don't apply there. They are the exception that proves the rule. No one in Japan makes anything like that. Except for maybe Sonic. End quote. So, so I'm gonna reiterate my my point that 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 Pact has been irrelevant. Yeah. For many years. For the longest time. Because not only has he been incorrect and proven incorrect time and time again, mm -hmm. he just spouts shit off when it pleases him to. <laughs> Surely it's. Whereas I do, whereas I do agree with him that Nintendo is kind of you know the closest thing Japan has to a Disney. Yeah, that was good. That was, was good. that was a good. That was a good. That was a good line. Face somehow. But like. <laughs> This still sounds like like the opinions of a guy who who is looking at a handful of numbers from a couple of sources mm -hmm. and making very solid claims based on that and that's what he's been doing his entire career. Yeah. And he's he's a fucking idiot. I do want to point out in within his own quote when he was trying to undermine the success or influence of Japanese games in the Western market, was saying, yeah, sometimes you'll have a Final Fantasy that does maybe 8, 10, or 20 million in sales? <laughs> Why don't you fucking pick there, Which is more than Mafia 3. Yes. And that was a shit game. Significantly more. Uh, I don't... Yeah, that one was a bit... Sometimes, like, uh, you know, he, he has great pull quotes... <laughs> And you're like, oh yeah, wow, Xbox is in trouble according to Pack Attack, <laughs> you know, things like that. He was he was a notable person mm -hmm. back at the early ages of 360, okay? But with each new claim he made that was proven false, people were like, no, he's dumb. But then, like, media sources still use him as a source for their for, for stories, and I don't understand why. We need to just start ignoring this asshole, because he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, he's like an analyst in the made, 80s and 90s. It's, it, his articles based on what he's saying are the equivalent of, like, an article just posting pictures of cosplay from a fucking convention. Like, he's just... Stop. Just Look, stop. Looks like Harley Quinn is in. Fucking ignore <laughs> this guy. Just ignore him. He's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. So, I think we are in agreement then mm -hmm. over these words. I, especially pointing out like this game was top heavy in important Japanese games that came to the shores and did fucking well. And especially it is the context that you're not seeing is like yeah, of course it's gonna look like they don't have much of a splash when you're comparing it to Call of Duty, yeah, or, or Battlefield, yeah, duh. 
that's 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 our homebrewed shit that appeals there's, to mass market of people that maybe don't even know what the fuck Persona Five is, or even think to care about a game like Neo. But hey, you know what's part of our cult- culture? A bunch of memes about Dark Souls. You know who made Dark Souls? Japan. Yeah. But he's looking at it like any big head would, where it's like the success of a game isn't determined by the quality, it's the sales numbers, Mm -hmm. it's that metric at the end of the day, at the end of the quarter, and it's just like, it's an unfair barometer, because it's like, you could look at an album, like a Lady Gaga album, and compare it to like, I don't know, a really great underground album, it's like, well that album's way better, because it did well, financially, physically, but it's just like, that's how he's looking at it. Yeah. Like, you can... Persona 5, what, you love it. You think it's a fucking phenomenal game. It is a phenomenal game. No, it's not going to outsell Call of Duty, but it doesn't mean we should sleep on it. No, especially not. No, it is a good game, and I think it's going to influence a lot. The the thing that we're ignoring, too, is that when these games come out, they influence the market, they influence people making games. Mm -hmm. If Japan does something fucking really heady, really interesting, while still, like, let's say, near, for, for instance, really interesting, very heady at the same time keeping to this kind of mold that they have kind of banged out themselves while dipping their toe in our shit, the Western market. Like, I like this, well, I don't even say the word collusion, yeah. but I like this bounce back that's happening. They are influential. I guess if he's saying on a, just a sales metric that they don't matter, sure, go ahead, look at it that way. Yeah. But I think there's a there's a lot of context that's missing there. It just doesn't, Ugh, it's, it's just a fucking pull quote for the sake of true quote but when I saw it I was just like holy shit this also, guy I want to say his quote about Metal Gear Solid yeah. being more relevant to western world and culture and more relatable I can't fucking relate to that game nobody can no I, that's like one of the worst comparisons <laughs> not yeah. a single person can relate to that game it's so complicated sorry Eric if you're listening so <laughs> no he likes the games yeah no, he, know, he knows agree. how bad they are yeah. yeah a lot of people like the games they're likable games yeah they are but, but to say that that's what a Western no, no, audience no wants, one, no one fucking game. I mean, they might, they might, they might want it, but no one can relate to that. No. There's no way. Mm-hmm. What the fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with Trevor on this one. Just let's fucking ignore this guy. Yeah. No more Pactor. Yeah. No more Pactor. This is a Pactor shutdown. He's extinct. We're gonna. He's irrelevant. Him. He has been. <laughs> yeah. I would say, in fact, I, does he still have some sort of show where he's able to say these I think just things? Just Twitter, social media. Yeah. He's just on Twitter. Yeah. I think he had a YouTube series or some shit. But yeah, yeah, okay. because people kept giving him attention. <sighs> like this, like this. Oh, we're feeding him. Why do you think I cut you in the middle of your little <laughs> sentence? I'm like, just ignore him. Just ignore him. He doesn't need it. <laughs> Anywho, I know we're we're getting short on time there because this guy needs to go make go get paid. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah. Do you have a last bit? No, I don't have a last bit. Oh. I have us switching on over to our topic. Ha 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 ha. yeah. The topic. The topic. At the, the very topic. tippy end. So I kind of wanted to do a, or Daniel more so wanted to do a, where are we at with the Switch now? Like four months out. Four months out. How we think it's doing. Do, did Nintendo did a good job of making a compelling reason for us to have gotten it? How often do we use it? I want to start with you, buddy. Where are you at with the Switch? No, I want to go third. You want to go third? Hell yeah, I want no, to go No, go first. No, I don't want to go first. I'll go first. You're in the hot seat. No, because your guys' are going to be much shorter. No. You probably. I mean, we've talked about the Nintendo Switch and Nintendo in general, like, on end for at least, like, four episodes now. Like, we've had, this is our fourth topic based around that. So okay. we can spill. We can talk about it. So name all the games that you've played since. On the Switch? Yeah. You should say, um, yeah, cool. yeah. Uh, good. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Okay, go on. Uh, Breath of the Wild. Oh, okay, okay. One, two, switch. Okay. That's it. 
But that doesn't mean I can't talk on it. <laughs> Maybe that means you shouldn't. Uh, fair, okay, whatever. You've I'm only bad. played one game. Am I saying that I have a better opinion than you? No. No, I'm just saying. He has the most to say. Yeah. About so, it right now. So I can only speak on my experience yeah. of it and what I know of the market and where people are standing. Um, did you get it at launch first? Hell yeah, I got it at okay, launch. Cool. I stood in line. I was the first one in line at Best Buy. Which is funny, actually, because I wasn't the first one in line. I was halfway through the line, but I was the first one who pre-ordered it through uh, the so website that. that was in line. So when they go through the, when you go through when they let you in... They make a line of people that just showed up, you know, the peasants, uh, and then another line <laughs> for the people that pre-ordered online, and I was the front of that one. Of course uh, you were. And uh, I had a big old bag of shit. So. He's got a switch in his hand, I have a switch in my hand. The, the, okay. He's got the colorful Joy-Cons, before we both missed out on. Yeah, I'm not about it. I get into. Yeah my experience with the Switch for the last four months... Grease us up. ...is it is increasingly popular to hate on Nintendo right now. Mm -hmm. In all the news sites, the comments, the forums, Twitter, and I don't entirely know why. Uh, I mean, I guess I can, like, like, like pin, pick some major topics from people and, and what their grievances are. Again, I said earlier in the show, I think the biggest issue is... Uh, meeting demand um, but I know one of the big things is the whole voice chat thing we talked about that at length a little bit yesterday mm -hmm. uh, the virtual console not being a thing and their online services not being as uh, meaty as they should be or as polished the eShop right now is kind of barren with just here's the games no music like they've done in the past mm -hmm. no real stellar organization to it which uh, I was actually very surprised by when I looked at it. I was just like, it's kind of just there and that's it. Yeah. Well, and I, and I talked at length about with a friend about this last night because uh, our conversation yesterday kind of got me thinking about a lot of stuff. And so I talked I talk to, to a good friend who, who knows a little bit more than me about, about the inner workings of certain things. Um, of, of like, like organs? Well, or I... Like it, I can't really is talk it medical? about medical. No, no, no. It's a, it's about the industry. Oh, okay. Anyway, my, my point is is that is that the, the it kind of seems like the steps they're taking with the the website stuff is that they're kind of like testing the waters with certain things for something that they're going to release when they release their their paid service. Mm -hmm. um, because again, the eShop is barren. The the this the voice chat thing is kind of roundabout and, and convoluted, dumb. Yeah. Convoluted. Drains the hell out of your battery. Drains the hell out of your battery. Shuts off out. when you I could I can go app, into yeah. the reasons that I feel that voice chat doesn't even fucking matter at this point for a native thing. Mm -hmm. Um but but that's neither here nor there. I mean we, we have Discord, we have Skype. Like well, if if I'm on my Xbox or on PS4 or on my PC and I got voice chat on with a bunch of randos, I'm gonna end up muting half of them anyway because they're a bunch of fucking oh, okay. idiots. I do want to that point. I yeah. do want to illustrate that I I agree with the idea. Like I have no problem with that. They're like, eh, let's throw it into something external because yeah, I'm gonna use something external as is. They need to fucking fix the they do need user fix yes. friendliness of that idea. Mm -hmm. If you're gonna make me use an app, make sure it's not obtrusive and make sure it allows me to use my external device. In the way I expect to use my external mm -hmm. device. So the idea that I could get kicked out of my chat for just checking Twitter, no, 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 no. But the, here's the here's the kicker, though. Yeah. It's like, if you're going to make me use, mm -hmm. you don't have to use that. 
I was I've been using Discord to play my online multiplayer Switch games. Mm -hmm. Mario Kart, Arms, Splatoon now. I just use Discord. I just hop in a little chat room with my friends and you can have as many fucking people in the same chat room as you want and just talk. Sidebar. He can use Discord for all those things, but only using the Nintendo Voice app you can only play what, Splatoon right now? What do you mean? Like for the the new uh, audio chat, like the only game you can play with that is Splatoon. Kind of. But even then, even then, like I haven't, I haven't used it at length. But as far as I can tell, you pretty much can only use it to chat with your friends anyway. Mm -hmm. Like you don't even get to chat with the randos. Okay. So at that point, like I actually see no use in using the new Nintendo Switch app for its voice functionality. It has some pretty cool other functionality. Yeah, you're showing us. So that. when I was, you know, like if, if I'm on my bus or something, I'm not playing Splatoon. I can like check stats and like order a thing because it's like a daily whatever. There's some cool shit you can do with the with the Nintendo Switch app that isn't the voice chat, but at this point, it's not fixed. Mm. And if they want people to use it for the length of the Switch's life, they're going to have to fix it. And that's a that's a thing they have to do. But at this point in my gaming life, if I want to talk to people while playing a video game, I'm going to jump on Discord or Skype. Probably not Skype because I hate Skype. Yeah, but that's fair. like those are two free options for you to do that. And a lot of people do that for PC games nowadays anyway. No one uses no one uses fucking native chat things unless you want to troll or hear dummies. <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. like there's no reason to do that. I think so, it's like when you have two big titans like Microsoft and Sony in an industry who are using native voice chat and sure. have been for at least like three console generations right now and inbox feature that works for them, why can't they just borrow the mold and be like, cool, we can at least have this for now. They wanted to launch something else down the line, like they could. Well, and again, this might this even. might this might be what that is. <laughs> that the cell phone app might be a supplemental thing yeah. for them to test out before they launch their paid stuff. Okay. You know? I don't know. We don't know. And the fact that it's not... The fact that you can't just have, like, from the home screen, a party with people that you can chat with, I can understand a certain extent why that would be upsetting, but at the same time, Discord and Skype exist. If I'm going to have a friend that I'm going to play with, I'm going to fucking text him. I'm going to send him a Facebook message, a Twitter message, be like, jump on Discord, let's play some Splatoon. Okay, but to somebody... You're going to have to do that anyway when you're playing... But to somebody not like us, who we're super tapped into like the gaming market and know like the ins and outs of certain things, that is, your casual consumer who doesn't play like you know every console iteration that comes out, they're, they're kind of new to the experience, more cursory. Like the messaging's weird. Like mm -hmm. I feel like it needs to be very mm -hmm. clearly defined for a very more casual audience as well, and has to have that sort of adaptability. And like you should be able to get your hands on it more I, easily. I I think more to that point too is that in 2017, there's nothing wrong with the expectation that if you have online multiplayer that you should be able to set up parties, have voice chat, everything natively. Sure. Like that's not a problem. I Again, don't think they that's might weird... they might they might be waiting for the paid service. If it's not right. there with the paid service, then that's what I'm going to start complaining because yeah. yeah. I'm paying for a service an online service of that's going even if I'm not playing, you know? And if 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 that's something I'm paying for, then yeah, I think there should be a party functionality and a chat yeah. functionality. But right now, I'm totally satisfied with, with playing these online games and jumping on Discord because that's what I use anyway. Sure. Here, here's the other thing too because and it's, it's like, free and easy. I, I feel like sometimes uh, we get tunnel vision about this sort of thing where sure. it's just like why aren't you doing the thing that everyone else is doing but I'm right. like hey by the way don't you have the other things that everyone else is doing? Don't you have a Playstation behind it? Don't you have an Xbox behind it? Well yeah. So why do you think of it in the way where it's like I want all three of my devices to do exactly the same thing? Right, and that's kind of I'm okay with that not being the case. Right, you know, because like the Switch is such a weird kind of I won't call it disruptive, but it is like 
it is significantly different than what's going on with what Sony uh, and Xbox. It's trying a lot of new things, and I think the absence of voice chat right now, four months into the system's mm-hmm. lifespan, mm-hmm. is is okay to me. That's because just me. I remember 360 being almost the same way. Not for the voice chat, but it, uh, it, a lot of features that it ended up becoming mandatory or even mm-hmm. expected weren't there the in 2006. The 360 sure. ended up hitting its stride about two or three years into yep. its lifespan. Yeah. Yep. And that's when it was fucking blasting off. Mm-hmm. The marketplace was amazing. Their their Xbox Live Gold actually had a lot to offer. Uh, yeah. and, and, and their their whole community situation was really well done. But, and that was when I met a lot of really cool people and, and, and had a lot of fun playing. But but right now, I don't think the, the industry is in a position where the Switch needs that right now. I don't even think, honestly, the Xbox One or, I mean, PS4 I don't know. I don't even think I don't use those. Uh, I don't use the voice chat features on those even. I mean, I think on the PS4 I have a couple times with Battlefront when I was playing with some friends, but like even then I was on the phone with them for a good half hour beforehand talking about shit before we actually got into a game, you know. So there are what Sorry, is, I'm touching What Dan. is happening? <laughs> he just wants to make sure I'm still a soft boy. Yeah, so he's a very soft boy. The, 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 there's a there's a common proverb that that is you know everything can be done better. Mm. And I think you can drop a Bible proverb on us. Really? That we got so scared for a second. There. No, not no. Okay. Trevor seven twenty. <laughs> a proverb is just a word, not a <laughs> religious. It doesn't always have to be a proverb. Had, thing. We yeah. had the connection in our uh, and 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 I'm not gonna I'm not I can't say that Nintendo's gonna do voice chat or community online stuff better, but they're at least trying something different than following the status quo. You know, like you can't compete with your competitors by doing the exact same fucking mm-hmm. thing. That's true. So, that that's as far as as far as their functionality right now, they're working towards something. We know they are. If it doesn't come out soon, I I mean. I'm be. I feel like I'm being one of the more patient ones on it because of where I'm at. I also have better things to do with my time than fucking wait for Nintendo to come out with uh, online functionality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not one of those people that just like we were talking about the Game Daddy thing. Yeah. Or Game Daddy. What? What the Dream Daddy, Dream Daddy thing? Dream Daddy. Yeah. The other day, where where it's game like Daddy. these people are getting pissed for not having this game in their hands when they were told, and so it's like. Go do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like it's the same kind of thing. Like, hey, you want to play Splatoon and have voice chat? You don't like Nintendo's voice chat? Use a different voice chat. You know, there there are options. Or if you don't even if you don't want to play Splatoon 2 without a native voice chat, play a different game. Just play a different game. You know? It, there's there's so many things that, mm. that you could do besides that. Um, as far as where I'm at with the Switch, how many games do I got on here? I got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, it's 18. I got 21 games on my Switch. Jeez. That's a lie. I have Jumping 20. Jumping Christ. Yeah. I have 20. One of them was a demo. Uh, I Am Setsuna, Wonder Boy, Zelda Breath of the Wild, uh, Binding of Isaac, Ultra, Ultra Street Fighter 2, Graceful Explosion Machine, Kamiko, Snipper Clips, Fast RMX, Tumble Seed, Cave Story, uh, Blaster Master Zero, Shovel Knight, Treasure Trove, 1 2 Switch, Poyo Tetris, Splatoon 2, Arms, Mario Kart, Bomberman R, and. Mighty Gunvolt Burst. Those are all, He's got it all my Switch games. And that's even missing a few. Death Squared I want to get. I want to get to Mambo. Um, I do want to try Voez, which is a music game. Um, I'll probably end up double dipping the uh, World of Goo <laughs> games. Mm-hmm. I got three on here. Human Resources Machine and 
My Little Inferno. I really love those games and want to support those guys. But I've been enjoying my Switch a lot. I've been playing it at least once a day, which is hard because I've been trying to play Fire Emblem on my 3DS as well. I want to get through Echoes, but I've been quite busy the last several weeks. But I've been enjoying the Switch a lot. Same here. And well, no, not that. I mean, busy. I've been busy. Busy. <laughs> and to that point, uh, when I do finally get some gaming done, I'm probably just going to go with my predominant hardware, mm -hmm. which for me has been PlayStation 4 for quite some time now. Um, I like the Switch. I like how it feels. I like some of the value proposition uh, our way. Uh, the issue that I've been running into a lot is that a lot of those games that you just referenced... I don't have a lot of, like, interest in, or I don't have, like, I'm not compelled to stop, you know, doing my predominant thing to kind of venture off into the Switch with that, because I think one of the things that kind of, like, caught me off balance was that I wasn't really into Breath of the Wild that much, hmm. and that was, like, the only game that I could jam on for, like, the longest time, unless I wanted to play Snipper Clips or 1-2-Switch, which, no, I don't. I'll, I'll just be honest about that. I don't really care about doing that. Uh, so... The next thing that I'm, like, legitimately excited about for the Switch is probably just Mario Odyssey. And I, I that kind of leads me to the next problem with them is that they haven't... They've done the same thing that Nintendo does. Nintendo do as Nintendo does, which is third party is still an issue in my mind. There's not a whole hell so, of a lot of compelling third party I, games I, yet. There's a lot of third-party games, but it's not the no. same third-party games that the other systems are getting. When, mm -hmm. when, 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 name a third-party game that you want. I want to, well. No, just one, right now, that's coming out soon. That's already, cut, like, that's coming com out for the, no, the not big just, boys, or? Yeah, for PS4 and Xbox. Oh, let's see. I want that new Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter. World. That's just PS4. Yeah. On, okay, on that note, that's a different. Capcom yeah. has been supporting Nintendo with yeah, they with fucking Monster Hunter for years, yeah, yeah. exclusively. So that's a bit of a the one time they don't. People that's freak that's, out. A, that's a yeah. tiny. That's a weird one. <clears throat> but like, I'm trying to think of one. Uh, it's been kind of a drought re lately. Like, <laughs> I haven't. What really... was near was near on both Xbox and PS4. It was actually, mm -hmm. yeah, that would okay. be cool to see on the Switch. You like to see on the Switch, yeah. And but... I think that one's actually probably fully capable of being on the Switch. That's yeah, not a very is. graphically intensive game. It probably, it probably is. Yeah. If it came out for all three systems launch day, what would you buy it for? Uh, PS4. Exactly. Yeah, that's so. my point. I, but so... I, I want third-party games that maybe are, are exclusive to the system, kind of like you know how Bayonetta two was. Sure. I want to see Bayonetta two or three. On the Switch, okay. I want to see games like the Wonderful One Hundred and One, you know, or, or you know, Platinum do a joint that is Switch specific. But the thing is that we're running into it's always the same, where Nintendo's properties are the most compelling reason to go toward it. But Nintendo's well, not that was be... their whole business model when they started their exactly yeah, thing. But Nintendo, so they're doing it right. Nintendo's not going to release a game every month that is first party. That's no. not what's going to happen. But do you, do you want do you want something so that you're consistently playing your Nintendo system? Kind of, yeah. I kind of want to be able to like. Because I don't always want to focus on, like, my fucking 50-inch TV. I want to be able to, like, I love how modular the console is. So I want to be like, hey, let me set this up on my nightstand and lay back. Or, hey, I'm going to go take this with me. So that's why I want a reason, kind of a constant reason to want to play the system. So if Nier came out mm -hmm. on the Switch and you got it for PS4 and you're like, man, I really wish I could play Nier on my nightstand, would you buy Nier a second time? 
you would have to probably it would have to be a Resident Evil game to make me buy it for two consoles. <laughs> if you want me to be completely honest about that, but if you told me like, hey, by the way, Seven's coming out for the Switch, I would totally you, get it. You would double Switch. dip on that. Yes, one. I would. Yes, I would, I would. I would. I would too. I I could not say no, even if it was like a worse version of it. I would be like, yeah. I guess like, I'm. Str- I, I guess I guess the point I'm trying to make is I'm struggling to think of a reason why mm-hmm. if a AAA title from a third party would come out for the PS4, Xbox One, Versus. why I would buy it for the Switch instead. Uh, there are so many. I mean, I listed twenty games, mm-hmm. and and only about four of those were Nintendo first party, mm-hmm. and only a few of them really caught my eye. And the rest were do you even know? Party? Do you even do you even know about most of the ones I listed? Is the real question. A good half of them. A good half of them. Just so, about so, half. So a lot of those are either indie games or they're smaller third party. They are mm-hmm. smaller third party titles. You know, whether it's indie creates or you know little Capcom games or things like that. You know, they're they are third party titles, but they're not the big AAA blockbuster ones. Right. And I think that's the direction that. I personally would like to see games to con- con- the game industry to continue going in. Mm-hmm. You know, I think ha- the the AAA blockbusters have their place, um, but I am having a lot of fun kind of reliving similar experiences that I grew up playing and the reasons why I love grew to love the the industry. They're not the same games by any means. They're completely different games, but they are games being made by people that grew up playing the same games I grew up playing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm having fun experiencing is these manifestations of people who have the same passion that I have. And I'm seeing a lot of that kind of content on the Switch right now. And that's what I've been enjoying. You know, Like I said, there's a place for AAA titles. Right. Just like there's a place for big Hollywood movies. But there's also a place now for serialized episodes of bigger epics on places like Netflix and Hulu. You know, these are examples of an industry evolving. And I would rather see a whole new group of people come out with really awesome shit than the same game on three different consoles. Led which, by the same big budget fucking company, and that's not my argument that I want to see the same game on three different consoles. No, no, but that was that was just yeah. my initial yeah. thing. No, because that's a lot of people's issues. Like, I, I want to play my near. I want to play Call of Duty no, on my no. Switch. It's when just I like wa- fuck I off. See, yeah. Play it on Xbox. Like, I want to see a healthy kind of mix between people who are doing really interesting third party games, which there there is to an extent, but they are on a much smaller scale. Sure. I kind of I'd love to see bigger games too that aren't. Uh, run by Nintendo, that it's not fucking an Odyssey or a Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. I want to see someone else say, we're going to make the bet on the Switch, and we want to play with the console's uh, utilities and functionality, and we want to make something a bit bigger that isn't just like, hey, here's a side-scroller, or you know, here's like a fun kind of like party game. No, we want to get serious about the Switch, but there's a good reason that we're here. And I don't know if Nintendo is... Well, Nintendo's always had that issue of attracting that, that kind of, uh, uh, I, I, I guess... Oh, the, the, the Super Nintendo and GameCube had lots of really great third-party titles. Mm-hmm. N64, not so much. No, Wii U, not so much. We had a lot of shovelware, but yeah. had a lot of people interested that made crap. Um, but yeah, Wii U had some people that took bets, and I think I think the, the apprehension is also there with the Switch. Yeah. Um, but the fact that it's a portable system and a system that can be played on your TV... I think I think maybe developers are, are thinking of a way to utilize that in a in a way that would be beneficial to them. 
and I think that's why we're seeing a lot more of these smaller titles that mm-hmm. are more digestible in portable form than in larger form. You know, I think honestly the the that was kind of what plagued the Vita is that you had the Vita with all these huge console type games and you didn't want to sit there and just play them on this tiny ass screen. You wish mm. you could play them on the big TV, you know? And and I think there's that same kind of like conflict as far as what to put out on it. Um which is a good and a bad thing because it's a bad thing because we're not seeing as many big things, but it's a good thing because we're seeing a lot of these really awesome smaller titles come out. And that might just be the optimist in me, but that's kind of how I'm seeing it right now. And I think that's beneficial, especially uh, since the marketplaces, we've talked about it before, mm-hmm. the marketplaces on PSN and Xbox, there's no curation going there anymore. No. So it's just flooded. So if you did same, release. Same as Steam. Yeah, yeah. if you released a, like a tiny little gem. You know, there, there's You're not a, gonna find it. Yeah, there's a potential that we're missing out on unless the next shovel night. Unless it's free on PS4s, hmm. P- PS Plus, or that's the only Xbox way. That's true. I, I do. I sincerely believe that Rocket League would be nothing if it weren't free for that one month. Hmm. No, I, it was I, pretty big. It was pretty big before PS4. Really, it was even on PS4. I hadn't even heard about it before. That's though. fair, but it was it was getting traction on Steam. Was it really? Oh yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, it's a great game. I remember, game. right? Maybe I'm thinking of a different game now. I feel I'm like sure, I'm pretty sure Rocket League was doing well before PS. The conversation that that we were hearing, remember, especially on PS, I love you, mm-hmm. was that like before before that PS4 free free month thing, Rocket League was like what? Was I might Rocket be talking League out of my ass, but I, I could have sworn it was doing well, and that's why it made the move to that. Hmm. But anyway, we don't have to dwell on well, that. Well, actually, there's an entire documentary we can watch yeah, to figure this true. one out. <laughs> no clip. So where 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 do you want to see it go, Daniel? I'm a little bit of you. You're, you're I'm in you're, both lanes. You're a definite Nintendo fan. You're, I'm a Nintendo fan. Nintendo I think Nintendo I'm whichever where I do have a bit more patience with it. This is mm-hmm. kind of like a long play prospect for me. Where I initially got the concept because I'm a diehard Legend of Zelda fan, um, and I had to have Breath of the Wild because I really wanted like a good Zelda experience that hadn't been served me in a while. So I was okay with getting it launched. The prospect of like only having that game for the first six months. And not too much in between kind of sat sour with me, but there was, like, a build of promise there. Like, you know, third-party games trickling in. Their Nindies conference, even. Like, that that mm-hmm. idea of, like, cool, you're going to have this showcase of indie games that are going to matter, they're going to play well, they're going to fit the hardware nicely. Sidebar, did Overcook come out for Switch yet? Not yet. Not God yet. damn it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, for me, I, um, I'm i a little more patient with it. Um, I've been reared on Nintendo. I'm kind of recent to the Sony house. I thought... I didn't have a PS1, but like I had a PS2 and forward, but I, I've stayed with them more because the exclusives really call to me and they deliver. Um, my time with it so far, though, it's been few and far between, but it's been rich. Like I put 60 to 80 hours into Zelda, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I love the versatility of the console. I initially thought I was going to like playing it more on my TV. I actually love playing it more handheld. Hmm. I think it, it just... I don't know if there's something about it. I don't necessarily think it always fits well in my hands. It kind of cramps up a bit. But there's also the option of getting, like, you know, the Pro Controller and doing it tabletop and doing different things. I just haven't made that jump yet. Um, But I like it. I'm I'm looking down the road with it. Uh, I recently got Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and that's been a lot of fun. Have you played that yet? I have, yeah. I play it in the bathroom every once in a while. Is that Um, what I hear? Yeah. But for me, it's just like I only own two games for it. Uh, so I don't have much reason to revisit mm. it. Um, I've been really spared. I don't think I've actually touched it, um, other than to play Mario Kart since we moved and we've been here almost two months. That's true. That, that, that's a little roughness that I've had, too, where it's like I already have this very cemented ecosystem with yeah. like the PlayStation. 
and sometimes I'll dive into the Xbox if there's literally something that I can't get on my PlayStation. About. On a side note, though, 2017 yeah. has been an amazing year for games. Oh, phenomenal. Oh, yeah. It's been, so, the so first having, half has been great. Having your, your attention divided is, is, a good is, not, is a good thing, but it's not... It's not something that has happened a whole lot in the last no. couple mm-hmm. of years. Like, you'll have a good game here, a good game there. Like, maybe one a season or one a quarter, you know? But, like, this year it's just been, like, yeah. since yep. fucking January. Yeah. You know? Been hitting hard. I want to say, like, I think the Switch is a brilliant concept. I think from Nintendo, who's been weird with their messaging and, and hardware in recent years, like, it's good. It delivers on a front. And they use the motion controls really sparingly which I like. I, I like mm-hmm. that the whole experience doesn't really hinge on that and that you can kind of give or take if you want. Like, Legend of Zelda had some puzzles that kind of were on that level, but, like, they not everyone was. You know, the whole game I didn't have to play like that like I did with Skyward Sword. Yeah, I, I, I think they so, definitely got a lot more conscious yeah. of that. I know there's the a different team working on the motion control stuff versus the regular game stuff even, but yeah. um, on a more, on a more specific note, though, uh, ARMS has the ability for you to have both Joy-Cons in your hand okay. and actually punch and do these motions or, for all the different things, or you can just use the Pro Controller cool. or use them yeah. as a normal controller. See, I like that. Yeah, I like same that. thing with Splatoon, actually. Splatoon so. has a motion functionality that works really well. If you get used to it, it's actually more accurate. I think it's... I don't know, I think the Switch, it's got a lot of power, almost too much power in the, that I can hold it for like maybe an hour my battery's already drained. But like... What developers could do with it down the line is exciting. Like these third-party people who might not have been pushed to go initially, they're looking at them like, "Cool, what can I really put on here that'll be a powerhouse? Knock the Nintendo competition out of the water." And like, I'm waiting for that because, okay, we'll look at PS4. First year, first two years wasn't very good. Didn't mm-hmm. have many compelling, you know, games to it. Sure. I, I waited on it. And it was worth the wait. And I think a lot of people are maybe sitting in that same house where it's like, it's worth the wait for this. Um, and I have it in my hands, and I'm still waiting. You know, I think it's it's going to be worth it. Um, I'm just kind of bummed out by the quality of, of life ecosystem things that are missing, but, you know, the voice chat, they could fix it down the line, you know? It's just hard to ignore it when you have two companies who how many well. How many home screen iterations did the 360 go to before they got to where they're at now? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Same That's thing true. with the Xbox One, actually. They've so, gone through several. I don't think this, this version of the Switch in our hands right now is, like, the final product. No, this is still, like, switching the beta. Like, they're still going through the baby steps and really modding it and making something cool and new. I... They just listen to feedback and having the assets for it. I will say, Nintendo, this generation especially, has done a good job of being more thoughtful. Yeah. Like, just the fact that they delayed the online service rather than just, like, shit it out and then just hope that it gets better, that they actually stop and were like, hey, we're going to pull this back and we're going to kind of give you a taste of what's going on. And maybe they, it, it definitely seems to me that they want to be more receptive. They're kind of, it, the it almost seems like they're stress testing one game at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Kind Where of. It's like there's Mario Kart then there was arms. Now there's Splatoon, you know, and, and honestly, like the only, I've, I've talked to a few friends that, that have been playing Splatoon and, and the biggest connection issues they've had has been just the old, the old, the old nap type, Garbage. I don't know if you guys know, oh, know yeah, that yeah, yeah. with their types. with their with their Wi-Fi, and that's that's been the biggest issue. I think I think with the with the Splatfest, the free demo for Splatoon that happened last week. Uh, I think a lot of the issues that were in that one, because there were some connection issues. Uh, I haven't seen any of those in my time playing the official release, and and I think that really shows how much they are, how much effort they're putting forth to yeah. fix their issues. And if it's a thoughtful measure and they're really doing it like that, stress testing everything, and we get a better quality than product than the Wii U, I'll be satisfied with it. Like, yeah. I'll be perfectly okay with that. So It's just patience. What you guys are trying to say is that the system's garbage until another Donkey Kong Country comes out. Or another That's what you're I'm trying saying, to say. I'm me. saying that the system isn't for everyone right this second, yeah. but, but I feel like it 
could be and will be eventually. The we, best system ever if Donkey Kong Country comes out again. Look, I'd be okay with a new Donkey Kong Country. We, I'm trying to say that if you want Donkey but Kong But Rare Country, doesn't exist anymore. God yeah. damn it, you're right. Oh, but retro. retro did such a good job. They did. They I did. wouldn't mind seeing them do it. But they're working on probably something else. I think they are working on something else. Good for them. They're just definitely on it. Metroid. No. No, which I hope for. But it's fine. It's not them. Hmm? They're not working on Metroid. No, no, no I'm saying. Oh, okay, okay. I, I had a they're prediction not. like years ago that they would have put out a new Metroid game because it just seemed like their wheelhouse and what they were working with, but it never came. And then when they did Metroid Four, they made three bad. amazing Metroid games and I with a co- nice contained story, and yeah. I think that's all they needed. That's sure. a good track record, to be yeah. honest. And then two pretty decent Donkey Kongs. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Both included Diddy. Hey, but where's Mario Strikers Three? Oh, that'd be so bomb. <laughs> where's Mega Man Soccer? Oh my god. I would play that again, even I though the first one was garbage. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. Well, I again, I, I, I think I feel more positive about the system than like I would have about the Wii U. True. Uh, around the same area, or I guess time frame. I feel good about what they're doing, and like they're, for some reason, their first party shit's been fucking hitting hard. Like Mario Odyssey, I was like, "Yo, yeah, I'm probably gonna pick that up day one." That's that's not even a question in my mind. So they're also, doing all right. I also want to say we didn't have to do what we did. We didn't have to buy the Switch at launch. No, we or didn't set us up for anything like this. Especially as like we're not as Nintendo diehards as we used to be, or not even at the level Trevor is. Like, you no. know, I can be an apologist to agree, but like we didn't have to do that. We just wanted to have our hands on the tech and be in the the thought speaks for it, and I want a Breath of the Wild, but, like, we set ourselves up for expectations yeah. and disappointments by getting a console I mean, when you buy, launch. When you buy a console at launch about one game, like, yeah. what are you expecting? Exactly. Like, so, like, like oh, yeah, I don't play it that much. I only got one game. You yeah. know, it's just like, <laughs> oh, okay. That's our scope, that one game, and we set ourselves up yeah. for that disappointment. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was all that really... But, I mean, if I could go back, yeah, I probably would have waited a year. And yeah. So I could have had, oh shit, I have Breath of the Wild. Oh shit, I have uh, Mario Kart 8. Oh shit, oh, I got sh- online functionality with my chat. I got Mario Odyssey. I if feel that like. Comes out. <laughs> and then I feel like by the time that uh, the Switch based Pokemon comes out, if you waited until then, you're going to have just this fucking huge library going on with Splatoon 2 and arms and all this shit. Yeah, for us, it feels a little different because we were waiting for it to happen and we're so, still in it. So I, I want, I want to throw, throw a defense out there for a second there. Yeah. I, I know. Amongst many people, I am known as a Nintendo guy. Yes. But I just want to throw out there... We're surrounded by Nintendo products, sir. But, but like, I, I also want to throw different. out there that I also have and play yeah. Xbox, PlayStation, mm-hmm. PC. Right. I got a Ooh, fucking... Yeah. I got a... F- no, I didn't know. That's, <laughs> I play those games on my cell phone. I have, yeah. I have a fucking Neo Geo Pocket, okay? Weird. And after all of that, I st- I, and I play... Many games. After all of that, I still maintain that my favorite games still come on Nintendo consoles, mm-hmm. and and that's that's where I'm at, and where my, I guess you could call it bias comes from, is that I do consume a lot from the industry, and I just have my preferences to Nintendo, and I appreciate what they do. I have one rebuttal for that. Don't. And that don't. is just don't. Sega does what Nintendo don't. Oh, Look, man. Sega did do what Nintendo don't, and that's failed. Oh wow! <laughs> I'm just saying, Sega do what Nintendo. The the, no, the I know. blast that, that, processing, Trevor. That ad was was really good. <laughs> I love that ad. Thirty two X, plug that shit in your. You know, you want to play Virtual Fighter? Yeah, you're good. We got you. We got you. You want to play that weird Star Wars game? There you go. You can do it. <laughs> 
You don't I, even that like might, plumbers. That might be too niche. niche. Yeah, no, that was really Sorry. niche. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it was I'm a fun sorry. game, actually. Was it good? That's fantastic. <laughs> a little boring, but once you got into battle, it's just like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. It's no Star Fox, but... Uh. Well, I think this has been educational, as always. Yeah, of course. Uh for the 12 to 16 set and uh i think we did a good job guys i'm gonna crack open a coronita no you're not they're all gone i drank them (laughs) let's go get another box of coronitas go do it how many did they come with he's not even kidding it's like 24 holy shit there is a good eight coronitas four of them were mine (laughs) 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 two left over from last night i'm assuming no no you guys each had two i had four we did each have two holy shit Okay. I, four. I just kept drinking them. He kept getting up. But four feels like like one good beer. No, it's like two and a half. You yeah. think so? There's seven. There's seven ounces. So our livers work differently, Trevor. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even feel it. Oh. Yeah, I don't feel it either. I feel it on my bladder. That's about it. Yeah, I gotta pee real bad. Ah, uh, me too. All right, well, let's wrap this up. Cool. Uh, wrap it up. Da 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 da. Thanks for listening to The Save Room. Once again, if you wanted to follow us on Twitter, we're at The Save... No, no, we're not. Save Room Show. At Save Room Show. Daniel remembers. He has a tattoo to his body. I do. Uh, It's my chest piece in uh, Comic Sans. I want to thank Trevor for being on the show once again. Yeah. We appreciate you and your voice. You definitely add a good counterbalance to our bullshit. I defended Nintendo way too much, but... You're the Nintendo Uh, warrior. Well, that's what it had to be. Yeah. Well, hey, as long as you guys got a new perspective, that's all I care about. There we go, kids. Well, we had it before. We just like hearing it from you. Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) What are you trying to do there? (laughs) Nuh-uh. Yeah, we we thought that way already. We knew. We we knew that. We knew. We had that kind of defense. We already knew. We're on the Nintendo uh, debate team. Don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh, Uncharted's the best fucking game ever made. Mario could die. Okay, so thanks for listening to the (laughs) same... You did this to me yesterday. Did I? In the car when you were passing yeah. by, like, oh, hey, <laughs> hey guys, Sony sucks in Horizons for babies. Yeah, you call me a baby on my way to get good food. <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn is for babies. <laughs> that's what we're going to leave off on. That's what we're going to leave off. I've been Kevin. I'm Daniel. And that's. And funny. I'm not feeding you any more food, Kevin. Oh. And as always, remember to eat your ga- Oh, save your games. Eat your games. Eat your games. <laughs> eat your games. <laughs> there we go. That we're ending on eat your games. <laughs>